You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. The Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network is brought to you by Moultrie Mobile. Transform the way you hunt with the all-new base cellular trail camera connected by the Moultrie Mobile app. Moultrie Mobile's industry best app gives you complete control over your camera settings, up to the minute updates from the field, and other interactive scouting tools on your smartphone or computer. Features like weather forecast, advanced species recognition, interactive maps, and a whole lot more. For more information and to make your purchase, visit www.moultriemobile.com. Welcome to Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your hosts, Nate, Micah, and Andy. Mm, smooth. Love smooth. it. Smooth. You're taking over. It was Barry. only a second try. Very white. <laughs> Just beautiful voice. Mm. What's up, boys? What's going on? I'm in a good mood. I know it's late. We're recording this. You know, it's already 11 o'clock after we recorded our show. Yep. But I'm in a good mood. I just had a lot of fun listening. This is a good episode. To this episode. Excellent episode. I mean, we kind of fanboyed this episode. I mean. A little bit. These dudes are legit. Killbox. They're straight. They are straight. This is killer. not Mortal Kombat. Stop <laughs> I it. I know. I'm going to turn I'm gonna turn that into such a phrase that James is going to start using it that way. I, I don't think so. Killbox. Trademark Nate Thomas. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. That works. You're done. You're done. <laughs> You're done. You're done. Well. Oh. Let's talk about who we're talking about today. If you talking got two today, James uh, O'Neill with O'Neill Ops. So you guys don't want to bullshit this time, do you? We will. We will. We will. We're going. Okay. We're going to do it however we want. We're gonna say this, and then we're going to work our way into that. <laughs> but no, we have uh, James O'Neill with uh, O'Neill Ops. If you guys ha- are not aware of him, go check out his YouTube and all his other stuff. But his YouTube is definitely what you want to check out. He has awesome, awesome. Sweet footage. Yeah, sweet. He is a – him and his crew are just some coyote killers, man. Mm-hmm. They stack them up every year. They put awesome content out there. It's I think it's all 4K stuff. I mean, it's top-of-the-line cameras and, I mean, great stuff. He's also got a, a great podcast. I was going to say, yeah. the podcast is equally probably Which is good. pretty new. Really dropping, good. Dropping some solid knowledge on you. And I wanted to tell him this, but I just need more of them. Right. Right. He yeah. just needs to do more podcasts. Just killing too many coyotes. That I podcast. know <laughs> he ain't got the time for it. I get it, but yeah. Um, and this is actually the first show of a little. Are we going to call it a mini series that we're doing? I, I don't think so. Series of podcasts in right. a row, right? That we're going to be doing. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag of the next two ep- two episodes that are going to be after O'Neill Ops, but they're both going to be also badass. Yep. And uh, what we're kind of doing is talking about the different options that people in our state have when it comes we to might night well hunting called a series because i mean <laughs> it's, it's a predator series we're gonna go with some some predator hunting here okay yeah. there you go you know the different options now that we have in our state now that um thermal and uh lights, are, lights. are legal for the two months that night, they are we, hey we can use night lights night, night lights, lights yeah technically daughter's been using them for years <laughs> 
And uh, so look forward to that as it comes. But that's that's our guest today. It's a freaking good show. Absolutely. Yeah. Now do we want to bullshit for a while? Well, apparently yeah. he just, yeah. We also have some partners. Oh, I got something I want to I wanna give a shout out. You need to for sure on this one. Yeah. I don't know how you can go back and watch it, but I watched it live. But everybody who is hopefully fans of our show who has listened to it for a while knows who Scott Wilper is. Right. Scott our, is the owner of Wilper Custom Calls. Our turkey hunting expert. An yep. amazing caller. Best one I've ever met. And uh, he went down to the National Wild Turkey Federation. Mm-hmm. Um, the National NWTF Banquet. And yep. And part and competed in the uh, the crow or not the crow owl. the owl um, Calling championship series yeah. I guess you'd call it and this is like the world championship this is where all the big callers come best in the world best in the world come to compete in these calling there's there's owls there's gobbling and then there's like I think there's a team uh, tandem where there's two of you scenario uh, he thing. he only competed in the owl um, division. Mm-hmm. 23 of the best callers in the world out there. And our boy from Missouri, while he didn't win it, placed 16th out of the best callers in the entire world. Pretty solid. So want to congrat, congratulate uh, Scott for an awesome showing and I, down there. We'll probably have him on in the, in the God, next I few hope weeks. So. I mean, yeah. Not he, the next few weeks. Well, that would mess up our series. <laughs> you dumb shit. <laughs> After the we just talked about the series. After <laughs> Around April sometime. <laughs> We're going to have him on before turkey season. Before turkey season, for sure. Every, I mean, I've gotten numerous people commenting say, hey, you're going to have Scott on again, yeah. right? Yep, yep, right. yep, yep. Yeah, We're going to have him. Once we get to talking turkeys, we're going to have Scott on for sure. So, congrats, Scott. That was uh, – I, I really had – I just happened to be on my phone, and that came across. Yep. And I'm like, oh, Scott's in that. Yep. And uh, I watched the whole thing. That's pretty cool. Which – I don't know that stuff. I don't understand like what the makes scoring and everything. Yeah, he sounded just as good as everybody else. I don't, you know, he actually did a a thing in the middle of his calling sequence that made you like my ears go ooh, you know. And it wasn't didn't sound bad. It sounded just did, did different. Make, did it make him go ooh? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, <laughs> God. So, congrats, Scott. We uh we're proud of you, bud. Um, also wanted to give a shout out to our most recent review on apple podcasts i haven't got on that thing in forever i didn't know i haven't i haven't either and i uh this actually was a review back in january oh okay (laughs) january 2nd uh jason olson the title is homesick he grew up in northwest missouri moved to utah and can't get enough of us don't know why but hey appreciate it man some people are glutton for punishment that's right makes him homesick need to get back there sometime Jason. Absolutely. Come on back. Thanks for uh, leaving a review, and, yeah, come on back to Missouri. We appreciate that. Uh, Also, if you're so inclined, you should leave a review, hopefully five stars, uh, if you want to. Okay, before we get into today's show, we got some partners. Got a new one this week. Let's talk about our partners, Midwest Gunworks. They're not new. We've had them. I didn't say they're new. Well, you you kind of made it sound like it was their kind. No, if if you use your ears, you know, Midwest Gunworks, <laughs> great dudes over there. Yeah, a lot of awesome stuff. Hopefully, we'll have some exciting stuff. Maybe uh, in the near future, mm-hmm. some maybe some builds or some stuff we might Coming be doing. Up, so. Yeah, 
Yeah, I've got some different ideas on yeah. some shows that we're going to do with them that are going to give you a lot of information about just... If you go through their website and look at the options they have. Yeah. I mean, if you're wanting to build something on your own, like AR-wise, they, I mean, it's unbelievable the options they have. I mean, the different gear, different accessories. It's pretty sweet. I hope I'm not ratting myself out to my wife. You are. Doubt she's listening, but I ordered my suppressor through them just recently. Very nice. So we'll see how quick that comes. Uh, use the code MWW5 to get 5% off there when you check out there. Yep. Yep. And they're Takes already, care of some stuff. They're already really cheap, so, I mean, it works out. So, Our next uh, sponsor for today's show is Cuddyback. So, my, I will say my, fam- my camera finally did die. I think I was up to 260-something days on batteries. Mine died, too. Uh, everybody saw the picture of the two uh, raccoons banging in front of mine. Um, well, sure. those assholes eventually knocked, knocked it over. Down. So I, it's pretty. I'm pretty sure it's face down because it hasn't taken a photo in like a week now. Yep. And yep. it was literally taking hundreds a day of those raccoons. <laughs> so, Were they uh, boning each time, or was it just the one time? I mean, I still have mine going, my camera going quite regularly. Yeah. yeah. Nice for a while. Yeah. Uh, use the code M O W W twenty two to save yourself ten percent with uh, Cuddyback. Yep. Good now, stuff. now is actually a great time to be buying stuff if you actually think about it. Yeah, buy ahead. Don't time. wait so freaking, you know, to the last second. Have the stuff sitting. Yep. Have it ready to go. Yeah. So I got all mine ready to go for next year. They're all cleaned up. Yeah, and just so you're like, because Cutty Back, it comes with a warranty. It the warranty doesn't start until you turn that Cutty Back on. So get it. And are you like positive on that? I'm 100. percent Damn son. Yeah. Always done his research. Yeah, more me. Yeah, because it, yeah. It, yeah, that's what happens. Nice. But new sponsor. Newest sponsor with uh, our show, Rivers Edge, Rivers Edge Tree Stands. Yep. We're excited to work with them mainly because they are the type of tree stand company that the normal average Joe uses. Yep. And I don't mean that in a negative way. They sell all the different types of stands you can you know, they sell cli- climbers or not cli- hang-ons. They sell ladder stands. They sell buddy stands. They sell towers, yeah. climbing sticks. I mean, they got it, everything you need. And I mean, in my opinion, pretty dude affordable. like me who's got kids going hunting now yep. with them. I love the the two man stands because I can take my sons and I can go up in a tree with them instead yep. of being in a blind on the ground, which I'm not against. But I think everybody knows I'm not a huge user of blinds. Currently, I mean, you're kind of short already, so you got to get off the ground. Right, yeah. So I got to jump right. every time to look out the window. Mm-hmm. It's a pain in the ass. So, is it okay to burn yourself? Or no, that was good. Okay, hey, we'll, thank you. We'll allow it. And uh, I love having those two man stands. I also love hang ons and like a run and gun set. And they've got they've got that type yep. of setup too. Yep. Uh, they got sticks, all that all that stuff. Yep. So check them out. And good dudes. Rivers again. Edge. Yeah. Um, good dudes, and uh, we're excited to work with them. Probably going to have a uh, discount code for our listeners at some point with them, too. Sweet. But uh, it's new, so we'll see. This is a long episode. It yeah. is. It's a, it's a good one, man. It is a good. A lot of information. A lot of rabbit out. holes. I'll, be on, I'll, I'll yep. say it now. But no rabbit hole that isn't full of information. I say it's all great information, all, all relevant information. Yep. Yeah. So y'all want to get into this one? Let's, Let's get it. after it. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast.
Okay, with us tonight, we're all excited about this one, but we have James O'Neill with O'Neill Ops. James, what's going on, man? Not much. Just actually, like I said, I was uh, pulling some footage from this afternoon and got me at a good time right in front of my desk. Perfect. Awesome. Today's uh, February 23rd, and I know I've been watching you guys on your Instagram the last few days, and it is cold as hell outside uh, in South Dakota. So I'm sure you're happy to be inside right now, at least for now. Yeah, heck yeah. And I'm sure if you're put it, pulling some footage, you had some had some fun today then. <laughs> yeah, we got, you'll see it if you guys watch Instagram. It was pretty cool, pretty unique deal. Awesome. awesome. Um, okay, so before we get into tonight's show or today's subject, um, introduce yourself real quick, who you are, where you're from, and uh, give, give our listener real quick, um, who might not know who O'Neill Ops is, a quick rundown of what y'all do. Roger that, dude. So my name is James O'Neill, and I am, just to be you know straightforward, a fourth-generation farmer and rancher, and we're out here in the middle of nowhere, South Dakota. I call it God's country. It's an awesome Absolutely. place to be. And uh, I started a business, kind of a side gig, that, that I called O'Neill Ops about the first year I got out of college, and it was kind of geared more towards uh, the, the firearm side of things. So I got my FFL and my SOT, which is your federally licensed, you know, federal firearms license, and then your SOT is your special occupation tax, so you can sell suppressors, SBRs, and whatnot. Oh, okay. oh I didn't know what that one and, was. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's basically your class three. <laughs> Not basically, it is your class three. Gotcha. So what I was getting into was trying to do, trying to, we've been, if you guys are, familiar with what we do and not not beating my chest or bragging but we've kind of tried to stay a step ahead of the curve in a way in a lot of things and the suppressor industry was one of those uh it, it was kind of a, a a timely fashion type of deal time is of the essence because of the nfa industry blew up pretty hard anyway we we got our our foot in the door well before that spike in interest occurred you mm-hmm. know we were doing a lot of videos early videos using suppressors and that's kind of what i would say solidified or or made our mark maybe in the industry because a lot of guys just weren't really familiar with that you know we were running uh, non-traditional equipment yeah yep and and that just kind of sparked interest for a lot of guys and then uh i taught myself how to edit and how to do photography and how to edit the photos and how to edit the videos and color correct and i mean a lot of it is really really good equipment the better equipment that you have, obviously, the better stuff that you can present. But we right. do stuff maybe a little bit different, and I think, I'm, I'm, at least I hope that guys are entertained and they're more importantly informed with what we do. Long story short, I'm a farmer and a rancher, and in the downtime, in the wintertime, from the time we wean calves, which is in time the corn's harvested and we wean calves, which is usually generally October time frame, all the way up until we start having baby calves in March, it's kill mode for us. You know, it's it's a seasonal thing, and it flows right in line with what we do. So we have a good fur season up here. We kill coyotes when they're when they're thick, when they're prime, when you can actually do something with them. In this case, this year it didn't really matter because the the prices were junk. But yeah. it, 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 it's it's a it's a it's a it's a lifestyle for us. That's what I do. And so I brought a lot of different things to the table. We've been fortunate to to do all sorts of stuff, man. Design equipment, design suppressors, design reticles for certain optics manufacturers. I mean, you name it. If you guys have any questions on stuff like that, just just let me know, and I'll try to touch base on it briefly if I can. Be careful what but you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to have a couple I, episodes here. I love here. it, dude. 
I, I love it. I love doing that stuff. I do. It's, it's, it's just, it's something that I really enjoy doing, talking to guys about equipment or experiences. If we know something about it, try to help them out. But that's, that's, that's basically who I am. What, what we do, there's, there's more to it, but in a, you know, in a brief rundown, that's farmer, rancher, coyote killer, guide, uh, filmmaker, all, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, especially on the firearm side, it can get addicting mm-hmm. once you start learning, you know, different things. Um, it, it's interesting cause like the three of us are all pretty hardcore archery hunters, Yep. but now we're in the last few years, we're also getting really ate up with rifles and obviously coyote hunting has, has started that yep. issue. I wouldn't even call it an issue. That it's not. It, that, well, that, well, our wives would call it an issue. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it, it's it's kind of addicting. Like we're all getting new firearms right now in the next couple, hopefully weeks. And like how many different times we thought, well, I, I would rather have this caliber because of this, and then mm-hmm. no, I'm gonna go back to this because of that, and you know, just rather get one of each and move on. But well, then uh, I finally bit the bullet and I got a suppressor uh, this year, and that just changed everything. I mean, for me, yeah. shooting wise. It was crazy. And I think, like James, you just said, we're on the back end of that. You know, we're kind of yeah. on the back end of that boom. I am. Yep. I just ordered my suppressor. Hope my wife's not listening to this. Um, <laughs> actually, I just finished my paperwork yesterday. Yep. So um, the clock is ticking, I guess, on me. And I'm one of those guys that I almost have to see something work before I believe it. Like, you know, we're in the show me state. <laughs> so, <laughs> show me. you know, like yeah. show me. And it wasn't until I was hunting with people with that had suppressors that I realized how, um, like how freaking awesome they are and just what they do for you. And it was like, okay, yeah, I understand now I'll buy one. I get it. You know, a lot of people were ahead of the game and, uh, I wasn't one of them. And I mean, Andy's even a year before me basically at that point. But, uh, and I mean, yeah, there's, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say there's there's a lot of that's that's you you're, you can be you're not really too late to the game on that. It's just the fact that you, if you got there early, you know there was just I mean we were getting guys that didn't know that they were even legal commenting yeah. on our videos saying you know that's illegal and they, right. they didn't know the the legalities of it and and there was just since since it was out of the you know what it's like anything that's out of the ordinary is interesting. Oh, if you yeah. call one coyote in, you call one coyote in and you kill it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But you call in four or five and you kill them all, that's mm-hmm. interesting. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's just the same thing with rifles. A custom rifle is interesting. An accurate rifle is interesting. One yes. that's not really isn't. Yeah. Yep. yep. No. What would you say? So a lot of people, I think, have a, a movie-esque uh, picture of a suppressor in their mind. You know, they see the movies yep. of these, you know, these, pew, pew, you yeah, know. Like, does it make any sound at all? Like 007 <laughs> style, but... I mean, so I feel like that's a misconception, especially before I got one. I, you know, I didn't know, really know the benefits of it. After getting it, I feel like I understand a little bit more. You know, it's not all about the sound. Yes, it, it does, helps. It? Yeah, it doesn't sure. do as much as you think sound-wise, but talk about your opinion of some other benefits besides the sound to shooting suppressed. Yeah, obviously, like you said, the, the Hollywood – aspect is a huge misconception because they make it out to be an assassin's to which granted mm-hmm. it can be 
if you do it right. I mean, if right. you have a 300 blackout or you, you get subsonic. like an integrally suppressed. Yes. You, yeah, exactly. Or you get like some kind of an integrally suppressed setup, like a, like we've got some integrally pressed, suppressed Ruger Mark three handguns mm-hmm. that actually have the barrels that are ported and it bleeds off the gas as the round exit. So every round that you shoot is subsonic. Yeah. It's, it's legit. I mean, you shoot in your backyard and nobody will hear it, but, <laughs> yeah. but you know, for, for our application, that doesn't really make sense. So the the way that I explain it to guys, and I've been doing it for quite a while, there's a forum called Predator Masters Online. I don't know if you guys are familiar yeah. with that, that forum or not. I've been on there for probably, I don't know, close to 20 years and trying to help guys out and just, you know, give guys insight. And, and, and what I, I remember the first place I said it was on there, and because there's so many questions, what what's the benefits of a suppressor? And, and for, for the way that I look at it, I talk to so many guys, <laughs> and they're like, well, you know, it's crazy. Well, if I get a suppressor, I know if I call in two or three, I'll just shoot one, and the other ones won't even know what's going on. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you know, you, you arch, if you're an archery hunter, what happens if you call two coyotes and you kill one? Is the right. other one going to stand there? I mean, yeah, and that's the quietest no. weapon you could use. Yep. It Sometimes, maybe, most of the time, no, it's not going to happen. You're not going to it. So the way that I explain it to guys is you can make if you get it if you get a, a, a suppressor a decent suppressor that does you know a, a pretty damn good job you can make twice as many sets in the same area as you mm-hmm. could without it and, and and the best way to explain it is is like a, 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 a fellow that i hunted with that was actually a member of the bone collector like nick mont i was asking him yeah. years ago he came out and, and had an elk license out here and i, I kind of use this analogy for it because i go do that scent blocker shit don't work you know it's i mean you you no matter what no matter how good you mask your, your smell and you're not going to fool an animal's nose you always have to yeah. play the wind it's like you put this stuff on and all of a sudden you can just be invisible to the to their sense but he's like no no you're right but you if you use the right techniques and the right stuff it's the difference of like having a skunk that sprays underneath your vehicle when you get in or a skunk that's spraying uh, three quarters of a mile down the road, and you have a, a breeze that's blowing that scent to you. Mm-hmm. One of them, you're going to affiliate with imminent danger. You know, I mean, you're going to smell the one under your vehicle and go, "Dude, that son of a bitch! You're gagging, and you're getting, you're, you know, he's close." <laughs> yep. The the other one, you're like, "Oh man, there's you know somebody must have ran over a skunk on the highway way the hell up there. I can just barely smell it." This the same thing. This I relate the same kind of principle to, to the suppressor. That 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 suppressor, if it does its job, it's going to muffle, it's going to retard those gases, it's going to it's going to suppress that initial muzzle blast, mm-hmm. so that maybe a shot shy coyote or, or even a high pressure or not a high pressure area, those coyotes aren't going to affiliate that initial shot as a really close imminent danger or or, or initial threat as they would if you didn't have it. If you didn't have it, you're 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 not concealing any of that muzzle blast. Boom! There's a coyote that's a half a mile away. He hears that concussion and he's like, "Dude, I'm out. I'm gone." Yep. What What we found is with the suppressor, you can just you, you can you can make a lot more sets in the same area because it's it's just it's helping you in that fashion. Uh, <laughs> there's so many aspects though. That's that's one regarding the coyote hunting realm. The other one, you know, you you do get into instances where we you've seen certain videos. You go down the line, pop a coyote, kill him, pop another coyote, kill him, pop another coyote, kill him. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. I think more often than not. To be honest, that's not necessarily due to a suppressor. It helps. It definitely helps. But most of it's you're getting into some coyotes that are either uneducated or they, they're, they're immobilized yeah. by certain features on the ground like they're on ice. Yep. They don't want to <laughs> run real hard. Like, but 
the the other thing, communication. I mean, you don't have to worry about wearing ear hearing mm-hmm. pro or earplugs. You you you. In my instance, man, I'm I run the camera. I like I love videography. I get as much of a thrill running the camera. My guys are are literally quartering behind me with the rifles ninety percent of the time. The last the last double that we put up on YouTube, Keith shot that double and he was probably four feet three feet behind me and off to the side when he shot it was like honestly i don't care it's, it's my head mm-hmm. so it's 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 my decision to make he I, I give him permission dude as long as i'm clear shoot i trust you guys, you guys is that is that the one where john was like further down like down yeah. below the hill yeah yeah. Oh, yeah yeah where he saw the one on the like on the horizon but you guys couldn't see it at, yeah. at first, okay. Yeah, yeah there, there's one. there's more there's more video than one like that. There's there's the majority of the videos, Keith is court, Keith or John are quartering behind me. Well, I shouldn't say the majority, but anyway, that's another aspect. I mean, you, you, without that, there is absolutely no way, shape, or form that whatever my ears would be out, gone. Believe yeah. me, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's probably honestly not a safe thing to do anyway. But like I said, we're we're different. We, we know each other. We're a select yeah. group of guys that trust each other. Uh. The, the, the there's also the there's also you get into like livestock you can you could you could use that that kind of technical aspect as mm-hmm. well I, yeah. I i getting into getting into more areas hey i use a suppressor so it's not going to spook the animals which uh, it helps mm-hmm. right there's there's so many things man there, there, if you have any other I, I could i could talk about suppressors all day there's there's a ton of things that but primarily what i said earlier about the the sets in the area that's a really a really good way yeah. to look at the suppressor's capabilities regarding coyote hunting in particular. And I feel like it helps me stay on a target as I well. I was just going to say, like, target acquisition yeah. for me. Like, when I decided, yeah, I'm buying one is when I noticed, even with a gun that doesn't kick that bad, right? Like, a, let's say a two twenty three, right? A two twenty three doesn't kick that bad in the first place. But then when you suppress it, it's like you never shot the damn gun looking through your, yeah. through your scope. And so it's it's just so like I can move on to the next target or if I missed it for whatever reason, I'm still right on it where I can, you know, pump another round down and see what happens. But uh, that that was almost what sold me. Obviously, the sound uh, deadening, I guess you'd call it, was was nice. But I'm like, man, that is it's just so smooth. I don't have to, like, worry about, you know, the kick bothering my, you know, not being able to keep my my target in the sight anymore. Um, you know, that sort of stuff. And it's not like we're, I'm a professional shooter anyways. So I'm sure I've got bad habits that just helps a guy like me. Um, so that's why hopefully mine, hopefully it takes the 90 days, like old uncle Sam said, but I doubt that that's going to be the case. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good aspect to look at too. I mean, you're, you get a suppressor and it absolutely reduces recoil reduction. It, it doesn't do so much as a brake does, but you know what the hell a brake does too. You know, right, brake right. your ear jumps out. So yeah, it, it does. It alleviates a lot of recoil, even on a even on a cartridge that doesn't have recoil. It helps even more. So any anything like that that you can look at is a huge benefit for follow up shots or just you know keeping following through. You know, shooting long range, being able to see that your round impacted mm-hmm. you know eight hundred mm-hmm. or a thousand or two. Yeah, a lot lot of, lot of benefits, guys. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Let's jump into yeah. So today's episode is about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know you probably haven't listened to us much, and maybe you have. Maybe you're our biggest fan, but um, we tend to go down huge yep. rabbit holes at times, and we just started. Yep, off same with thing, dude. Hole. Yep, yeah. yeah. That's why you 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 keep me on track because <laughs> I'll talk about a lot of stuff. So for the listener, t- today's episode we're gonna kind of compare because O'Neill Ops they 
they hunt coyotes both ways. They hunt them during the day and they hunt them at night um, with thermals a lot too. And we're going to kind of compare uh, what they, you know, what they like about day hunting versus night hunting, vice versa, the way they set up differently compared to day and night, you know, just different things um, that, and then even talk about thermals and, you know, the positives, negatives to, to hunting with a thermal, that sort of stuff. So I guess um, we'll start with day hunting. That way, yeah, we got a starting point. Um, a lot of your stuff, it seems like, is more like toward the afternoon and the evening. I'm guessing that's because you're doing a lot of farming in the mornings for the most part. Um, and maybe I'm just thinking that more of the stuff I see is kind of more afternoon, evening stuff. But do you have a preferred time of day that you like hunting over others? Do you like evening stuff or is it just what you have available most of the time? You know, you're kind of right both ways. I mean, there's, I I mean, there's always preferences. My preference is whenever the wind isn't blowing, to tell you the truth. (laughs) But out in South Dakota, you're limited on that. The, the, you're right in the morning, usually in the mornings, my goal is to try to get up and get all the feeding done. And then when I say all of the feeding, I don't mean all of it. Like I've got my dad here and my brother here. So one of them will, one of them will gear up the hay buster and go feed the cows, you know, 600 head of heifers and, and, and three plus year old cows. And then what I usually do is feed the rations, the feedlot, the background mm-hmm. calves, you know, a few hundred head of steers and a few hundred head of heifers. So I'm mixing up corn and silage and, uh, ground hay and uh, remence and liquid protein stuff like that to get them rolling. In in early season, we, early season you can get away with a lot because you know you just have I would call them virgin ears out there. You get right. into those pups that haven't heard anything, so you can get away with a lot. So you it, you don't really have to. It, it's a hell of a lot easier to go any time during the day and still pull footage or pull pull some kills versus uh, having to be selective about it. But I'm not going to argue there's guys out there that do more than that hunt more than we do. And there there's areas, man. And there's time frames during uh, your, your best times early in the morning or in the evening. And we have a lot of, or both, but, but you usually, if we go in the morning, I'm hard pressed getting back to try and fit it in my feeding schedule, you know, cause I, I like to try to get the feeding done started at this time, sun up or an hour after sun up. So, uh, if I get up really early and it's not a real far away set, yeah, early mornings are really, really doable, which I, I love to do. But the primary reason a lot of ours are more in the evening is because, you know, we have a windy day and the wind's starting to die down, everything's fed, and we, we go out and, and, and set up in the in the afternoon or evening and make a really long, really good set and usually have pretty good luck. But there's not – I mean, we've had – we've had do you have here guys say don't call during a full moon or this or that we've had we've had some of our best luck under full moons. some of the craziest stuff happened we i've been trying to pinpoint targets freaking this year we've been trying to do it at night we could get into that later but early morning afternoon both are phenomenal man it's whenever you can get out there and for me for from the video standpoint it's it's if, if as long as that wind has subsided to an extent usually 10 miles an hour or under is optimal for trying to record audio and stuff right but there's there's really to me no rhyme or reason on a specific time of the day when you can't go kill. I mean, there's activity. Obviously, you guys know the night deal. Mm-hmm. The night time's the right time, honestly. But <laughs> the night during time the day, is the right it, time. <laughs> yeah, yep, exactly. So, so, do you think you would would you rather hunt in the night or would you rather hunt daytime? If you had a preference, if you it, it, could it, only it, okay, pick there, one, I guess. 
Oh, if, here's the thing, though. That's the hard part because you have to from so. If if I was an average guy, if I and I don't not I don't don't mistake that. If I was a guy that was just out to kill, if my my whole intent was to murder mode, that was it. Just go kill stack bodies, nighttime, hundred percent. Right. You're gonna you're gonna do it. It's your 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 odds of getting multiples and just stacking bodies is fucking force. It's force multiplied immensely. Yeah. But 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 I'm not about that. I mean, I am. It happens with it. The quantity comes with 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 the stuff that we do. But I, I'm all about I'm all about daytime footage. I'm all about the quality of of a, of a really good fooling an animal, fooling all of his senses. An animal that can that can outsmell you and outsee you and outhear you on on the millionth level to get them so close you can see their pupils. That's that's what I'm about. Um, and, and so it's hard for me to give you an answer on, Hey man, I would rather, I would rather do daytime stuff. Personally, yeah. I, I'm just one, one really good close kill to me is worth 20 or 30 thermal kills. Yeah. Probably yeah. even worth more than that. So I look at it from a completely different perspective than a lot of guys. And that's why I would say when you guys talk to Chris, I'll be the same way. He uses lights, uh, a video camera behind the lights is so much more valuable than an onboard recorded thermal kill yeah right because not only is it harder to do you have so much better visual yeah. so much more cinematography so much cooler stuff oh yeah on, and like you know? not to get into chris's stuff too much but like when those coyotes are lit up with those lights are they yeah. not the most gorgeous shit you've ever seen exactly like exactly it's just that, like that wow geo stuff. yeah 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 they they should do they i mean nat geo could pick his stuff up he could subtract the kill shots and it would be there. It would be yeah. better than anything that anybody's put on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if, if you still, it, so, it sounds like what, what I'm hearing, if you took away all the cinematography behind it, you still prefer daytime just because of that challenge, tricking the animal, you know, fooling a, an alpha predator. Is that what I mean? I would, yeah, I would say that's kind of how I've become, uh, in a way, made to, yeah. to like that. Just because carrying the camera and, yep. and getting a, being able to record that and see it happen and, and witness it. Yeah. But you know, unfortunately a lot of guys can't do that. They don't, they have a day job that doesn't allow them to do yeah. that. So that's where a lot of guys are getting into the thermal cause they can actually make time to go out for a couple hours a night, you know? So right. y- yeah, you're right though. The fellow's right that said that that's, that's how I look at it. I mean, I would, I would rather, I, I would rather do the daytime thing, but man, you get your trigger pulling is when nighttime comes. I would say, at least me, and I think actually probably all three of us prefer daytime hunting too. Yeah. But honestly, in my opinion, daytime hunting and nighttime hunting, whether it's with thermals or what, are so totally different. They're oh, almost absolutely. like two different sports. You know, yeah. if you like, oh, yeah, they are. You know what I'm saying? It's like playing football and then basketball. Yeah, they're both cool, well, but they're not they're not like, really the same you know so i don't like comparing them too much but yeah it's like it's like playing football by the rules one way and then playing football not by the rules the other way it's like <laughs> cheating you know it's, it's, yeah. it's a whole different deal it's like space jam when they had the freaking uh monsters exactly. <laughs> <Freaking> <laughs> cheaters. Yeah. yeah 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 um and, so, I, and that's what i figured go ahead so since we're in missouri you know this is right in the middle of our thermal season, our second year of it. We can only hunt February and March. Um, you guys primary, you know, night hunt with thermals. Go through some of the equipment you use and maybe why 
what the benefits of, of actually some of the stuff. before you answer that james i was going to ask him to explain something so people can think about this too on his day stuff mm-hmm. uh you're in south dakota is is the the pro, is the properties you're mainly hunting pretty open um you know the type of south dakota i mean for anybody who hasn't watched your stuff um you know it's a lot of like rolling type hills not a lot of timber um is that pretty normal to what you hunt a lot of yeah but there's a lot of different terrain i mean we're fortunate mm-hmm. here where we can get sand hills river bottoms open prairies rolling prairies badlands ponderosa pinefield canyons almost like a miniature mountainous style terrain mm-hmm. so we have a lot of different things that, that we can do but 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 for the cinematography for the for the cool visual it's the wide open places trying to hunker down find a good hide and get those coyotes to come in across yeah. the wide area and then you know have them not see you somehow yeah yeah that's, that's that you, you, you yeah that's something we don't really get here um you could probably see a coyote Depends coming from 600 yards away where we're at at least but a lot of times you know like you don't see a coyote until it's usually two, you know 300 plus yeah. 300 in in and now you're like oh there they are so you don't like you don't really see them like burning across the field a thousand yards away um which would be just badass to see um but you we just don't have like as much of that open where we are at least and um but uh, you know for the listener hasn't listened to you before or seen your stuff before i you know, that's something that they can kind of visualize when they're painting a picture in their head of what your sets are like. But, all right, Andy. Yep, exactly. Yeah, he probably exactly. forgot your question now, but. Oh, my God, I forgot my question. No. <laughs> we want to rewind this. Andy, what, what did Andy ask? <laughs> no, just with Missouri's, you know, right in the middle of night season, um, you know, with thermals being big and you guys obviously using thermals, what what are some features, I mean, you would say, what one, what do you guys use? And, two, what are important features of the things you use that you would not go without? Uh, that there, that could be, I could answer I, that. I mean, <laughs> the best way to answer that is just to kind of tell you from real quick, the beginning to, yeah. to what we're yeah. using now. So when we started doing it, we, we started with the base, most affordable stuff that a guy could get. And I was fortunate to be able to kind of have the status that we did regarding our videos and have a little bit of a, of leeway being able to say, Hey, we could co- if you could compensate us with this, we could give you this in return. So we started working with Tyler, eight aired ultimate night vision. Who's been freaking a blessing to us to be, to be honest. And he, he's like, well, how about I work with you on this and this, and you get me this footage. And initially it started as, 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 to tell you the truth, a weapon site back when I would say when ATN had some decent shit, you know, yeah. they had the 10,000, they had the $10,000 Thor when the engineer was, was, was overseeing all their stuff before he left and went to, to, to TreasureCon eventually, mm-hmm. you know, or IR defense. And they, they had some good stuff, which I'm, that's a, that's a different deal now, but we were, we started with the base weapon system, the weapon site. And I think we did a video for Tyler. I just went out hoofing it across the hills. I mean, we, we have so many things that are so refined to our application. They work so well for like the Eberly stock packs. I would mm-hmm. just throw that rifle. I'd throw that rifle in my backpack and I would just go not just blind in the dark. And then I'd get to a hill that I knew was there and I'd pull the rifle up and scan start calling and you know you educate more coyotes than you kill i guarantee it if you don't have the right equipment period i don't care who you are but uh 
I mean, you got to have a certain skill set, but that's how we started. And we did that first video for Tyler, I think 13 Coyotes is what it was with the ATN Thor. And I think it's got 15 million views on his channel from seven or eight or nine years ago. That's crazy. And then he noticed, he saw the value in that. And he's like, dude, these guys can do some pretty cool stuff. And, and it just, it, it added up. It started stacking and stacking and stacking. I'm like, how about you work with us on this and this and this and this. And we were doing stuff that I guarantee you nobody else would would attempt and it's and it's once again guys it's not bragging it's probably more my stupidity than anything but we were <laughs> recording through trizicons with a camera that was behind the ocular lens just so that we could show so we could give an accurate representation of, of what those particular units would put out you know otherwise you record you know with a trizicon you record with a dvr still to this day with their new mod threes you record with a dvr and the footage is to be blunt it's junk I mean, it compresses right. the footage so much, it's unusable if you want to have some good stuff. So we yeah. were recording behind the ocular. There was shots, I was telling this guy, I, I made shots where the rifle was on the ground, and I was <laughs> squatting down in catcher's position, position behind it, and I stuffed my boot underneath the stock of my rifle and shot a coyote <laughs> that had me pegged out, and I wasn't even looking through the scope. I was looking at the screen behind it. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's stuff that we were we were getting the way that that was set up in conditions that i mean it was shutting the phone down because it was so cold it was shutting the, the battery pack down it was just crazy but we we advanced from a weapon site to the next year a weapon site with a handheld unit mm -hmm. to the two two weapon sites with a couple handheld units to what we're using now which is probably some of the the most advanced pieces of equipment that guys like us could potentially have you know right. where we're running uh, helmet-mounted rigs with, uh, uh, you know, RQE dual bridges, who now KVC dual bridges, with Wilcox G24s and G22s and uh, the, uh, a, a thermal on, on my left eye and my PVS-14 on my right eye so we can drive and navigate in pitch black, get it, get out without even having a light pop up. Yeah, that's with, nuts. You know, just, just there's so so many things like that, that, that I mean, that that we've advanced and, and and the thing is the average guy won't appreciate that until you go through all of those steps it's right. like it's like training for freaking state in high it's it's like training for a college game if you you will never appreciate that win unless you look back and realize how much work you put into it mm -hmm. it's the same damn thing there's so many guys that are just going balls deep man they're jumping into it and they're getting all this gear which is awesome. I'll get you whatever the hell you want to get into, <laughs> but they, they they use it for a season and it's up for sale. Or right. they they think it's like you know they think it's like shooting fish in a barrel, and and sometimes it is. But you still have to put the work in. You yeah, know, no you, you can get all the bad, most badass shit in the world, but if you don't put the work in, man, you ain't gonna get. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna win. Time's the most and valuable asset. That's so true because. But, I've said this about like suppressors. I said it. I'm like, I don't need one of those till I saw it in action. And then when we got into thermal stuff, you know, uh, one of my buddies was like, dude, you got to get a scanner. Scanners are freaking awesome. It's going to help you. And I'm like, why? I'll just use the, the, the thermal, you know, and I'll scan with my gun until I used a Did scanner it. for the first time. And I'm like, yep. oh, makes a lot that's more sense. That's why now. this is badass, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, you, you're right. You have to almost experience it most of the time before you understand why 
you know, it's okay to spend another three grand and, you know, another three grand or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And then, and then you go to like a helmet mounted setup where you have those articulating bridges and you just, you know, it's, it's a breakaway. Boom, you pop and roll it up out of the way and you don't even have to push the button and fold the G24 up or the G22 up. You just articulate your, your optic out of the way, shoulder the rifle and, and transition and make a kill. Yeah. It's, it's, there's, yeah, it's so... Uh, I mean, there, there's so many advancements that are being made, and, and a lot of it's a lot of it's honestly, you know, it's like everything. It's like anything. It's a either it's like lifting weights or it's like shooting steel or PRS competitions training. Man, the more you do it, the more repetitions you put in, the better off you're going to be. You know, yeah. you you don't have to initially you're going to be fumbling for what button to push on your on your G24 to fold it up, or you know how to roll this out or put it on. And it's just repetitions, and it turns into muscle memory, and then it turns into freaking bodies piling up. You know, it's, 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 but you guys know that it's just, there's, there's so many things that we use, dude, that, that help. other than the bodies, piling say, up. <laughs> not, not near as well as you, <laughs> Yeah. but since you've mentioned it twice, I am going, cause he asked me to ask you this question. First off, say hi to my brother-in-law, Russell. He's a huge fan of you. He's a Russell. What's up, man? Yeah, Appreciate he's, it. He's a, he, he actually turned all of us on to O'Neill Ops. To be honest yeah. with you, he's the first one that's been ahead yep. of us and all of this stuff. He yeah. has been the trailblazer for us on all this stuff. So. Um, awesome yeah Good he's he's been the one he's the the one with the scanner you know all of it so but he wanted to ask about helmet ma- helmet mounted thermals what yep. is a obviously you know you guys are um using some pretty awesome stuff but is there any um like basic setup that you would recommend a guy that wants to s- get into helmet mounted setups like you were just talking about that is decently affordable that you would run yourself or like maybe what you started with that's something that's decent yeah kind of it just depends on obviously like you said ultimately what a guy's budget is and there's always a fine line where pros outweigh the cons or there's a point of diminished returns depending on how much you're going to put how much effort you're going to put into the outcome if you will I mean, it doesn't do any good to spend this much money on something you're only going to use for X amount of time or, you know, for us, it makes sense just to spend a lot of money and use really good stuff because it's, 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 it's now our job, period. Right. Yeah. But if you, if you want to get into it, there's options. Man, I've seen guys that have cut pieces of aluminum out and, and made their own setups and I'm like, that, that's a nightmare. <laughs> it, it just depends on if you want to hang your three or $4,000 rig off of it, which, you know, some guys don't care. But I would look at in a helmet-mounted setup uh, like a, a bump helmet, a Team Wendy bump helmet's a good start. That's about a three hundred dollar helmet. It's 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 just basically a shell. Not it's just a shell, so that you you know it, it's just for attachments. It's it's going to protect your head from bumps. That's mm-hmm. about it. And then you have an upgrade from that, which I'm running the X fill, the carbon fiber X fill from Team Wendy, and that's you know roughly an eight hundred dollar helmet. It gives you more protection, not ballistically, but it gives you more contusion. Uh, protection from from you know more of a blunt force trauma injury, which I, I honestly don't need. I just got it because it's a little bit lighter, probably yeah. not enough to justify the difference between the bump and it. But it also had uh, upgraded rails on the side, so I could have you know it offered me more attachments for what I wanted to do at the time. And then you have the ballistics helmet. I have guys that are interested in those too, where you're looking, you know, upwards of thousand bucks. It gives you some some bit of ballistic resistance, probably nine millimeters. I haven't even looked into it, but I would look at 
for a base model, that bump helmet. And then I wouldn't honestly skimp out on the attachments. I know there's like some J arms and there's some goofy ass rhino freaking looking things. And I, I don't want to pretend like I know what I'm talking about, but if you're going to get into that, man, I kind of have a motto, buy once, cry once to an extent. It's yeah. not going to break the bank. I mean, you, you, you've got a, you've got a helmet, get yourself a good, a good setup, like a G24 or a G22. Those are going to cost you anywhere from 480 to five and a quarter for mm-hmm. that little rig. And then, and then either get a modular, a Wilcox modular folding arm that, that is, you know, you, I, I recommend to guys, honestly, I'll just tell you what I recommend to guys when I get them rigged up, get a dual bridge, get a Wilcox dual bridge and pay 600 bucks versus the modular folding arm. And then another piece that you need the will, like a Wilcox modular shoe that hooks onto it. By the time you get that stuff set up, you better you're better off just buying a dual bridge. You're spending about a hundred more for the dual bridge, but the way that I sell it to guys is, you you you're set up for duels. If you ever want to get freaking crazy and run dual tubes, or you want to get crazy and run dual skeets, or dual MH25s, or dual micros, or dual whatever breaches, whatever your your choice is, it's set up. Or for a lot of guys, they might have a problem with eye dominance, and then they don't have to go home and completely re- reconfigure their modular folding arm and then reassemble it for the other eye. They just pop the unit out and swap it over to the other eye with that dual bridge. Mm-hmm. So that if I, if I'm not confusing you, that's how yeah. I, I mean, you're, you're looking at, you're probably looking at close to 1500 to rig your helmet up without the thermal and that stuff. But man, you're the, the, the ergonomics, the, the layout of it, the simplicity, the, the, the value. And I would say the, longevity that you're going to get out of that is going to pretty much be forever versus trying to rig some cheap stuff up. Yeah. And then when you do, probably not if you do, but when you decide to to upgrade a cheap helmet-mounted thermal to a more advanced one that may be weapon site capable, you're you're not going to be second-guessing your setup. Like, all right, right man, I'm going to snap this bitch in and I'm going to go. Yeah. That that's you, Like I said, you're, you're roughly about $1,500 for what I personally would recommend for just yeah, and of course you got to throw like a thirty-five dollar counterweight in there, and then you can start modding your helmet. My helmet looks like freaking crazy right now. I'm looking at it <laughs> with all the stuff I've got on it, but I'm gonna do a review on it so guys can kind of see. But that's 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 how I would set mine up with the, with the hardware. Yeah. And then I mean I don't know if you were asking about a thermal, what thermal I would pick or not, but that's a different deal. Yeah. Which which thermal would you pick? Um, because listen, what, if a guy hold on, was, like on. like first, you can listen closely right now, and the reason why I'm asking you that to say the thermal is if you listen real closely, you can hear Russell's cart emptying and the credit card number getting typed <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny, dude. That's funny. Uh, it, here's the, here's another way that I tell guys when I'm, <clears throat> when I'm talking to them, there's, there's guys that are going to say they're only ever going to have that on their helmet. And then, you know, you have, you have, I would say, a three thousand dollar to four thousand dollar option where you're looking at something like the little ML nineteen, little iRay, or the little MH twenty five that's got the six forty resolution instead of the three eighty four, which I would I would recommend over that. But you're looking at four grand now for one of those. But those use that RLCOS display, which I'm not a fan of. We 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 ran those and they're good. But the the display was just kind of finicky regarding certain points and, and it and it'll go down the display will get dark. It won't shut the unit down, but it'll get dark. And, you know, you, you expose it fully without hands on, just fully exposed with it contacting metal like your dual bridge. 
in probably 15 to 20 minutes in subs in 15 below temps with some wind. If if there's no wind, it'll it'll last you. It'll it'll just hammer. But that's a really good unit for the clarity. I've ran the Skeeter. You guys know what that little Skeeter is from Oasis, right? I, I haven't no, heard not, of that one. I don't, no. I don't. That's like a little sixteen thousand dollar unit that's about the size of a PVS fourteen. Oh my god! I, I ran that. Tyler let me run one of those for a year. Man, not a fan. I mean, they're good. They're nasty. They're clear. The the functions, the buttons are flush with the housing, and it's 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 a bitch to to try to. I mean, you you once you get used to it, yeah. Maybe for the military, if you wanted to have something like that, that you know what they say is it'll fit brakes. You're you're screwed because the way it's configured, it's supposed to be indestructible, but. Uh, it all depends on ultimately what your budget is. And, and the way that I look at it is shit hit the fan scenario. World's ending, zombie apocalypse, no longer coyote hunting. So, okay, say, say you're a huge coyote hunter, a massive coyote hunter instead. We'll put it, put it into like a real life situation. You're, you're a hardcore coyote hunter. You have a weapon site, good, a good weapon site, and you have a helmet mounted set up. We'll, you drop your gun and your freaking weapon sight goes down on you. You're 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 out. You're out. You're screwed. You're done. I always tell guys you're gonna spend an extra thousand or two thousand bucks to get a weapon sight capable helmet mounted scanner. That's not bad. I mean, right. it, it, you, when, when you're already dropping that kind of coin, an extra couple grand, like like what Iray's coming out with now. They've got the, they have the MH25. So now they've got these little micros that we've been using. They're weapon sight capable. We're we're strictly running them on our helmets. But guess what? If the world ends and I've got a buddy that doesn't have a thermal, I can take that off my helmet, activate crosshairs, zero the thing, and now it's a force multiplier. We have two guys with weapons and thermal weapon sites. Or your your weapon site goes down, you can pop it off, you can activate crosshairs, you can zero it, and you're still in the game. Very true. But, yeah. you know, like I said, it's 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 your budget, man. Is, is that $2,000 worth it to you? Maybe, maybe not. I would say that by the time the next advancement comes, you're probably going to be able to retain that asset you're going to retain that value because it's it's more valuable it's got more options so you got to look at it that way too yeah you know yeah it's not like a um oh like a i guess like even a car but you know like if i go out and buy a set of camo wear it for a year i'm not going to sell it again for almost what i paid for it it's no one wants to buy hard hard used stuff like that but if if it's something like a, a you know a nice thermal setup Two years after you buy it, there's there's going to be a market for somebody that wants to buy it somewhere. It might not be what you paid yeah. for it, but you know it's at least you're not going to be giving it away, right? Exactly. And and another thing too that kind of I would say, yeah, you're you're right. But the, another thing that I always tell guys is it it is essentially like it's technology, man, and technology is is, is doubling. I mean, it's mm-hmm. folding over and advancing so fast, so rapidly. I mean, I'm hearing of new stuff like like uh, instead of 12, 12 cores, ten core coming out with a with a with a twelve eighty res screen, which would be ridiculously insane to record, and then open that up and crop that in on your on your editing program, and it would be mm. almost like HD thermal. That's crazy. So the advancements are coming, and with those advancements is the devaluation of what you currently own. But right. with that, like you said, you also have guys that are gonna. That are gonna that are in the market. There's always gonna be somebody that's in the market for something new. You can get rid of it, but it's technology. The minute you buy that thing, man, something new or better is coming out. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, all right, going back to like the the thermals in a uh, like from a thirty thousand foot view again. Um, but uh, 
what made you all get into thermals? And I guess I'm assuming out in South Dakota, you can use any type of artificial light or whatever to hunt them at night. So what was your decision to kind of get into the thermal side of it versus using lights? Um, is there any like negative side you see to you using thermals um, that, you know, I guess could be a hindrance for somebody if they're looking to get into it. But what, what made you guys decide to go with thermals and obviously stick with it versus maybe, you know, using red lights, green lights, white lights, whatever, freaking color lights. What, uh, what was that? Where did that decision come from? Just so first of all, in my state, in South Dakota, you can't legally use any kind of visible light with a center fire. Well, there you go. (laughs) So, so, and, and, and I don't, you guys probably don't know, but it's been four or five years. We actually were very instrumental. We went to the Capitol and I testified for, uh, to, to change some legislation to actually allow us to, dude, I could tell you a quick story. I will. It'll only take a couple minutes. So we're going for it. Hey, that's what we're here for, man. This is, this is where I got slapped in the face. Rabbit hole alert. The, the, <laughs> the, the politics goes hand in hand with exactly what you're saying. So, so the, the, we, it's, it's illegal in South Dakota for me to go out in my calving lot with my AR by my side or a bolt action 223 or a bolt action 2250 and have a coyote eating a dead baby calf right out my damn door and shoot that bastard without being a, having a misdemeanor. Hmm. Still. That's crazy. So no visible light. None. No visible light. Well, m- my whole incentive was my local game warden the, the most badass game warden anybody could have such a good dude best dude ever gave me heads up hey james there's some new legislation they're going to try to pass with night vision you know you should take a look at it so i did and then i got made some contacts and we went to the capitol and what we did was we we got a sponsor a, a, a senator uh, I, I won't name any names but he sponsored it mm-hmm. and we we changed some verbiage to where it allowed us to use Instead of a, two, a when I said center fire, I mean center fire. You can use, you can legally spotlight at night with a shotgun and rim fire, but who? I mean, why? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I mean, you. I mean, maybe you could, but it's just it's stupid, is what it is. It's just dumb. So we went and got it changed so that you could legally use a two two four caliber and under that was a center okay. fire just to appease certain people. You just, you know, it's it's whatever at night with this with with. A, with the light, it, it's with the light or night vision. Light or night vision. Thermal wasn't even in the books. I mean, if I wanted to be a guinea pig, I could use the freaking fifty BMG and went out with the thermal and <laughs> probably got in test, recorded it, and they and it said, "Dude, thermal's not night vision because night vision." You know, you you get this. I don't have no lights. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So the what we did was we went there and we were getting it changed. We 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 implemented thermal and night vision and left light lights in because most of these ranchers. They're they're good old boys. They don't mm-hmm. they don't they're not gonna gear up with thermal and try to figure right. out how to zero on an X and Y coordinate and all that BS. They they they, they just want to have a gun that's gonna do the job. And if there's a coyote in their spotlight, shoot it and not have a misdemeanor. Yeah, you know. So that's that's what our plan was, and it was gone through. It went through the Senate. It squeezed through the Senate pretty decent. We had guys telling us, no, dude, it ain't gonna go through unless you get the South Dakota stock growers, the South Dakota cattlemen, and the South Dakota sheep growers on board. If you don't right. get all three of those organizations on board, you're screwed. We had one, the sheep growers, because the sheep growers know how bad coyotes fuck mess up no, sheep. Yep, for sure. They know they know firsthand that they just murder sheep and they're like, dude, we want every damn tool in our corner that we can use to kill these bastards. 
and so he, the other two spineless bass, the, I, I was a member. My grandpa was a lifetime member, and I told him I will never be a part of your organization again because you don't support our rights as landowners to do what needs to be done to protect our animals. That's 100% BS. Anyway, we're sitting outside of the testimony, outside of the, test, the testifying room. This bill is everything said and done, dude. It would have went through the house with flying colors. No questions asked, done. And here comes our, my sponsor. And he goes, James, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to pull out the spotlighting aspect because, and I'm like, what? It's done, dude. It's going to go through here. We've got so much intel that these guys are saying it's done. And he's like, well, we've got to make certain people happy. So it's a scratch my back, I'll scratch your yeah, back type of deal. Where there's some dollars the at stake, it sounds like. Typical politics. So I'm like, well, that's, you know, anyway, <clears throat> we got it all changed. That was the story. We got it all changed. And, uh, and we're we're able to to use thermal and night vision at night but we still can't cast a visible light and i think mm-hmm. even with night vision if you if you, if you want to look at the legalities of it which i don't use i mean i do but not to shoot or kill right you know i think i think ir emitting you know ir our ir lights it's that's not visible to the human eye but it's visible with night vision i think that's actually still illegal you know? that's crazy. Kind of great i don't i don't, I don't I, I don't give a shit. It don't matter. I don't. I don't care because I don't have a, a, a weapon site that's capable. I don't have that set up. I'm thermal, so right. I don't care. That's All crazy. Right. Yeah, it's it's just so, weird how different well, states do. I mean, we're actually pretty lucky, honestly. Here, um, I don't know about y- like what y'all have out there, but we Missouri was the first state, um, and it might still be the only one. I don't remember, but it, I know we were the first state to pass the one percent sales tax. Um, okay that then funded an organization called the Conservation Federation of Missouri. Um, and their whole, their sole purpose is to fight for hunters' rights in our states, in our state. So, like, they're aware of, like, every bill that's getting introduced by these dumbass um, left-wing, you know, uh, yep. uh, what do you call yep. it, you know, Anti- senators or whatever that are, you know, trying to get rid of our hunting rights, and they're aware of them, and their, their sole job is to fight for our rights as hunters. Um, but, you know, like not every state, when we talked to them like last year, remember they, they were saying like not every state has that, right. that, that type of organization or like Missouri is just lucky because of that sales tax that was passed. Our conservation program has funding, you know, where, you know, you yeah. can Based do this sort of stuff. funding. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, dude, that's awesome. Good for you. I mean, proud of you. I mean, to, to stand up for, you know, for yourself and other ranchers and things and kind of surprises me some of the people that weren't on board, but, uh, mm-hmm. that's awesome. You actually went and, you know, got your hands dirty and, and made a change. That, that's awesome. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate it. And that, I mean, to, to look at it in a different way, it adds legitimacy to our work. You know, we're not yeah. just talking heads. It's, 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 and, and I don't like to look at it that way. Who else is going to do it? Right. I mean, dude, I, I went in front of the test. I went in front of the thing and almost lost my shit at one time because <laughs> the, the, the lobbyist, the lobbyist, when we were meeting outside the room, they, they go, if you take spotlighting out, we won't, we won't oppose you. And this was the stock growers and I'll throw their name on. I don't give it. I, it was the South Dakota stock growers. The, 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 the head president lady goes, if you guys take spotlighting out, we won't oppose you. And this will go through easier. And I'm like, uh, it's going to go through. Um, but I, I wasn't going to be a cock. I'm very respectful. We're there. I'm like, you know, it's, it's my, my sponsor's decision. Right. I think we should leave it, but he, that's when he goes, we should probably take it out because later on I might need my back scratch. Well, we go into the testimony and every, the proponents go, the opponents, the, the proponents go, the people for it. And then here come the opponents. And I'm like, Oh, we're, there's only one dude that was against it. Some wildlife federation, something. Yeah. And 
here comes that lobbyist. Here comes a lobbyist that said, dude, we won't, we won't oppose it. And he goes, well, as much as we like the verbiage change, we still aren't going to support this. And I'm like, you, he lied right to my face, right? Yeah. right? Within five minutes ago. And that's just, it's, it's crazy, man. It's just nuts how, how we need an organization like what you were just saying. You know, we just went back to Pier here a couple a week ago to support some stuff. And yeah, I saw that on my, your social. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But now, you know, that was the National Shooting Sports Foundation. I, well, I wish they would have been there two years ago when we were pushing so hard against the machine that we were going up against. I mean, we were going up against a machine that was funded a hundred thousand times more than I could ever do anything. Right. You know, <clears throat> but it's cool to do that. It's cool to be a part of that. And 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 then and then of course you got the legitimacy because who else is going to do it, man? I was up in front of there. Palm sweating, nervous as shit. I I don't. I'm, I'll tell you guys what. I'll I'll talk to a camera. I'll talk to a microphone. But as soon as I get into a crowd, I freaking lose it, man. I'm like out of here. I'm I I don't I don't like people. I just I don't. It's not I don't like people. I don't like a lot being around a lot of people. I'm just weird like that. You're a farmer. That's a trait. That's a trait of a farmer. Isn't that a prerequisite? As, as all a of our yeah. All of our family farms I'm, as well here. Yeah. So I mean, we we understand. I'm out in the middle of nowhere where I'm supposed to be. That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, that kind of answers the question on why you got into thermals then, because yeah. you didn't have another choice. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> why, dude. That's a hundred percent. That's exactly why. That's why. The, I mean, to put it, to put it, to put it blunt, it's it's a right that, and I don't even. I'm not even going to say that. That I'm, I'll say it this way first. It's a right that landowners should have, regardless, to protect their investment, to protect the world's food supply. Now with that said, what's happened since is, you know, that we, we, we did it strictly as really a landowner uh, regulation or, or, you Mm -hmm. know, it was regulated to landowners. If, if, if somebody wasn't a landowner and they wanted to do this, they had to have the landowner with them. And I got hounded by sportsmen throughout the next year, South Dakota sportsmen. I got hounded. I got guys calling left and right going. And I understood. I'm like, dude, why? To be honest, just because I'm a landowner, why should I be the only guy that has access to this? Now, mm-hmm. say my rancher buddy, my neighbor, is 80 years old. He sure as hell isn't going to want to go out in the middle of the night and hold these guys' hands that are sh- surely capable right. of doing what this guy wants them to do. Mm-hmm. If, 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 it, if you go to a rancher's farm or ranch and, and he trusts you and he says, you can hunt my ground and sh- a shake hand type of deal, man to man. You should legally be able to do that to help yeah. that guy out. So yeah. that's what we went back to Pier the next year and passed. I think it was House Bill twelve nineteen, which opened. It, it's a snowball effect now yeah. because this year even more stuff passed where they're they're trying to open public ground. Which I'm like, oh dude, I don't know what's going to happen with that because yeah. you know what public grounds like during oh, yeah. hunting during the day. But so, what what regulations are they going? How are they going to regulate it at night? night. Yeah, you know that would be kind of a. I would stay out of there, but that's that's their decision. Right. You know. Yeah. So, state of Missouri, that where our rules are, too. So actually, you can use thermal night vision, and I don't know about. I don't think lights, but you can use thermal night vision if you talk to the conservation agent and say a, a farmer or rancher has an issue going on, mm-hmm. and they ask you to take care of it. Um, you can you that farmer or you can call the conservation agent he'll talk to the farmer and if he determines yeah you know it's a legitimate issue you can use that thermal all year long 
to, to or he'll give okay. you a certain amount of time right you know, or you sometimes know, it'll give yeah. you a three-week tag or right yeah and you become that farmer's you. representative basically is yeah what, in the, what i think it's what's yeah, called representative. representative yeah uh but that farmer doesn't have to be with you yeah yeah you know at the time of hunt either which is nice yeah you know yeah. the 80 year old farmer you were change, talking about yeah that that they, they changed that just here too where you you they change it to written written uh permission yep. so you if you got your the landowner's written consent he didn't have to go he doesn't have to go with you anymore and then from what i hear they changed it so it's just verbal permission so you just call the rancher yeah. and if he gives you verbal permission you're good to go yeah so there, there's been some amendments since which you know is, that's plum good well shit i mean that was not the answer that was not the reasoning <laughs> i thought you would give as to why you chose thermal uh, well but, dude know. i'll tell you you you, you would have got a different answer if we would have already had that legal you know, right. if that was already legal, you'd be getting a completely different answer. But to to get to where we are now, that's that's the starting point, man. That mm. that's the whole it, the the rights aspect, the individual rights aspect is where we started it at. Yeah, that's gotcha. how it, that's how it started. Gotcha. So to get back into the actual hunting, um, yep. Obviously, you day hunt and night hunt. Um, you know, yeah. What? How do you? And I know you can't like this. You don't set up the exact same way during the day at every set, but in general, what changes for you when you're setting up during the day and then switching to the night? I mean, how do you approach a set? I guess you'd call it differently at night than you would during the day in even the same area. Let's say, let's say it's the same damn farm. I mean, how do you approach those differently or do you? Uh, I approach them in a real similar fashion, but we we you get a lot more uh, during the day. We're a lot more meticulous about it. You know, we're with the video camera. We're 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 hoping, crossing our fingers that this that the wind is in our face, and with the wind in our face, the sun is kind of at our back or to the side, just so we're not getting you know a glare off the camera. It was just better video. Obviously, I mean, if we weren't filming, it really wouldn't matter during the day. We wouldn't be as meticulous about it. Mm-hmm. But that, I, I think that makes a guy a better hunter. The more you start factoring all that stuff in, you just you, you pay attention to really, really minute details. Right. Nighttime, a lot of that goes by the wayside. I mean, I've seen some shit at night that you would never, ever, 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 and you won't ever see during the day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you can, you, and, and you guys know that. I mean, we've, I, I've seen them. I don't want to say they don't smell you or they don't, they, they do the same thing, but you, you can, you know, say, say instead of, so, so you got a, a certain quarter, a certain section, a certain township, and you, you got your area set out during the day where well, you're going to find a good hide. You're going to have a, you're going to find some kind of a good backstop to brush yourself into with a camera where at night, man, you just tripod up, freaking stand up, look around with your helmet at, you're standing out in the middle of this field, just looking and then when something pops up, you just, you know, start moving prone out and, you know, do a, do a shot where during the day you don't have to worry. Or during the night, you don't have to worry about that. During the day, that's all, all obvious visual aspects that you have to worry about. Yeah. Um, nighttime, you, you just, you get away with a lot more at night, but uh, um, you're nighttime, we're just not as nearly as meticulous. You know, we, we don't have to go nearly as far away from the truck. Uh, to be honest, <laughs> the, the, what we're looking for at night, is a black ass night hopefully yeah. cloud cover no no moon maybe maybe stars are fine no moon and then you know a good five to ten mile an hour breeze just so you have that non-variable wind you have a you have a, a distinct dominant predominant right, wind yeah. <clears throat> yeah where you get into those nights where it's 
it's it's light and variable and all of a sudden it's it, you feel it on your neck and you're like dude this is we're done but the the, the night and daytime it's a it's similar basics obviously you pay attention to the wind you know that's that's primary uh and then but but man you just you know the, you, you, they they it's 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 a covered darkness man it's a blanket they they give up they i don't want it, to it's changing the game's changing you you should see now what we man we would get away with shit that you wouldn't believe the, yeah. the first the first couple years of using now now the coyotes aren't stupid man they're a dog you can make them smart that's just how it is and they're they're they are becoming very educated yeah. at night we're seeing stuff at night dude yeah. you're like what? Well, I, I guarantee you we're gonna start experiencing that right next... we're still fresh yep. here yeah. so they're still yep. dumb yeah I mean I remember last yep. year Mikey you want to tell the story about the one we just walked at because he didn't want to yeah last year uh, <laughs> we hunted a property and it kind of went into a deep deep ditch we were on one side. We called two in from the other side, a few hundred yards away, and we kept calling. We couldn't get him to cross that ditch, and so he ended up just laying down in the middle of this field, up on up on the side of this field. So we're like, well, he ain't coming any closer. Let's just go to him. And so we just literally picked up our stuff and walked towards him, got within 100 well, yards. Was, and there was cows in between us. Yeah, there was cows in us. between us. Yeah. So we just walked right through the cows. Cows, you know, spread or whatever, and we got to within 100 yards and popped him he had no clue we were there didn't i mean he didn't I mean nothing he walked was through he, an open field at night towards yeah. a coyote and he just you know is unaware that you're there that's you there's no way that happens during the day <laughs> yeah it's not gonna. yeah yeah there's and, and that's like i mean <clears throat> that's common sense if you think about it you know for you for you guys for me that's common sense you can just you can just figure that out for guys that that don't understand the concept you know it might be you know something new to them but there's yeah, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait for. I was gonna say a couple things about like at night, you know, how we set up our bait piles and our kill boxes. But there's, yeah, the, the night deal, man. I mean, the, the way that guys are getting, the, the in, in the whole, and it all boils down to, you know, guys not getting. I mean, there, the proper equipment is directly, uh, yeah, affiliated yeah. To, to 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 educating a lot of coyotes. I mean, there's, it's just, it's it's how it is, man. You could I mean, you, you could see that right learning stuff. curve though. Yeah, like. You could see, you could almost see the light bulb go off in all three of our heads. There was three of us that night together. Yeah. When yeah. we're like, wait a minute, why don't we just freaking start walking at them? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we were, we were in day mode almost. <laughs> and we're like, wait a minute, it's pitch black outside and there's cows in between us and him. He probably just think we're cows walking around. Yeah. Exactly. Dude. <laughs> you know? That's exactly right. So, but, yeah. um, and, and I, in the, in the beginning, I would tell guys, you know, if you, if you see a coyote at night and you want to kill him bad enough, you probably can. I mean, as long as he's not spooked running to the next freaking county. But right, you know, right. if you see a coyote out in the hills doing something, and you and you really want to exert some energy, you can go mobile, man, and and you can you can flank him, you can ambush. There's so many different things you can do. It just if you we we we've got dude, we've got so advanced at, at how we do things. It's just uh, you know, it, it's it's so much time saving, so less physically exertive you know i mean in the beginning we were exerting so much energy to get what we got and now we're getting more than what we got with half the energy right you know it's just it's a it's a it's a mind game to an extent once you can once you can almost afford some of this stuff right yeah so kind of do you guys from the videos that we see that you put on for your night stuff it doesn't seem like y'all do a lot of calling at night. It more seems like you guys are setting up over bait or, you know, your, your kill box. Do y'all still do call, calling at night or do y'all 
strictly sneaking in there where you know there's a dead cow or 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 what? Yeah, man, that's an awesome question because it's it's a it's a very particular series of events that we use. A very particular, and I'm not I won't go into crazy detail, but generally what we try to do is cycle through our areas during the day and try to pull as much good day footage as many kills as we can that way. You know what? We're we're cleaning up the virgin ears and then and then all of our spots are basically cycled through during the day and and then usually it turns into you know contest season where every tom dick and harry's trying to make a buck and they're doing anything that they can to to kill them which i i i hate that i hate contests and i'll be all all vocal the shit out of it but i have nothing against i i i can't argue against it i mean i don't personally i hate it I, it, right. It's stupid, but the guys that do it, man, freaking have at it. You, you, I, it's just something that I hate and I won't do. It's just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm more geared for more important things than trying to win, win a quick buck, you know. And but, but like I said, I don't care if I piss a lot of guys off. That's just my opinion. I, I, I don't want to ban them. I, I, that's they're they're good, but uh, from from my standpoint, I just it, you you, you we get into these ranches where these guys are like, oh, I'm letting these guys contest hunt here, you know, and, uh-huh. and they'll take care of the problem. They'll take care of the problem, and then we're the first yeah. guys that they're calling when coyotes are freaking smashing the calves. Like, well, dude, right. I thought you had the problem taken care of. It's it, it's exactly how it goes. When you do a contest, dude, you're not you're not you're not paying it. You run in, you run in. How many coyotes see you run in? You sit down, you rip off freaking whatever your top profile sound is for five minutes, and then you get back up and you run back to the pickup. Anything that moves in or that's sitting out there 800 yards thinking about coming in, we're going to get that coyote personally if we sit there long enough with our camera. Other guys ain't going to sit there and wait and waste their time when they can go to another spot and educate more coyotes or kill more. Right. And that's where, the, the, that's just, it's, it's, that's a fact, but nothing against it. Yeah, but, no, I, I mean, you get. That makes sense. No, I get. It. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we we are we're we're turn. Well, we we, we do them every we once do in a them, while, but but we do them for fun. We don't. Right. We're not in it. We're not in it for the money. The ones that we do, you you know, you're lucky to make fifteen hundred bucks or something like that if you get first place. We do a lot of small local tournaments. We know the people that run them or whatnot. Yeah. So I mean, we do it just oh, yeah, for fun. We hunt outside of them too for the purposes of cleaning up. You know, people yeah. call us and stuff. You know, one, right. One. And like I said, exactly. There's, I do them. We do them too. I mean, we didn't do any this year, but there's local contests and I donate like this year. There was a kid's caught and I should actually get my kids in it because I was in them all the time when I was a kid with my grandpa. But dude, those were the good old days. Those were the days when it wasn't about running coyotes down and trying to kill kill them any way, shape or form and having to take a damn polygraph test just so that you know that you did everything right. You know, I mean, those were the good old days, but that shit's almost gone now, which sucks, you know, but when I, I, that's how I got in my grandpa and my dad skinning coyotes when I was five years old, the first damn things I ever saw in my life was them pulling the hide off of coyotes and getting a hundred dollar bill for that stuff. And then going, my grandpa taking me open site thirty thirty to count coyotes under the first coyote count. Those are memories that are engraved mm-hmm. and, and etched in my brain that forever. You know, th- 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 those mean a lot. But it's not the same now. It's it's it's, no. it's, it's all about money. And they definitely and they don't still serve a purpose as far as like, you know, like the one we were in this last weekend, the local one we were yeah. in seventy two. We met like a lot of folks that that was like their first time coyote hunting. Yeah. Like, hey, we're taking a new guy. I think it does help, like, get new people into it. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, then obviously you have <laughs> Absolutely. Um, 
you know, some issues here and there. I mean, we've already yeah. heard about issues with, yeah. you know, possible cheating and all that. I'm just like, really? Like, yeah. is it that worth it? Is it that <laughs> worth it to, to mess with your reputation so that you can win no, something? The, the thing is, is it's, it's always going to be that way. I, and that's what's so stupid about it. But like I said, I, I got, I donated probably $500 worth of stuff to one that just goes on here. I think it's right. Usually it's right after Christmas and it's, it's a youth one. It's a youth one. And that's, that's exactly what you're saying. Get, you have to maintain that culture. You have to keep mm-hmm. people interested in it, man. Otherwise, otherwise it disappears and it's forgotten about. That's why I, I can hate on contests all I want. The reason <laughs> that I hate on it is because of the dipshits that just yep. go out there, that, that, that just, just do it to try to win a quick buck, and they do it any way that they can, and they ruin so many co- – it's, it's just it's, – it's whatever. But uh, the, how we do it, man, is, is – so I kind of do a series of stuff. Like I said, during the daytime, we cycle through all of our sets. We try to pull as much good footage as we can. Really, really particular about it. Real meticulous about it. We, we, we I, 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 it's like nails on a chalkboard. If we educate a coyote man, it's, 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 it's. I freaking get sick to my stomach if we call in a double and we don't kill both of them. Yeah. We did it. We did it three days ago. We had, we had this, this man. We killed the bitch. And the male gave us three opportunities to kill him. One time, my shooter couldn't find him, and he was standing oh, there for five seconds. The second time, he came right up in front of us and didn't give my guy enough time to get on him. The third time, he said, screw you guys, I'm circling, and he smelled us and was gone. Yeah. That, I'm still sick to my stomach about stuff like that, and that's what makes us probably a little bit different. But we, 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 we hit all of our areas up early on, daytime footage. And, and by the time we get done with that, with all the areas that we have or where we can go, it's it's about time to kind of transition to the nighttime deal where um, any high pressure areas mm-hmm. deserve a kill box because we're going to kill those coyotes one way, shape, or form. Whether I thought I was getting to ask, do you, to call. do you try to clean up your educated coyotes? Yes, and not only ours, dude. We, that's how we go into places and we freaking murder coyotes for guys that have problems. Mm-hmm. And and I mean th- th- that have let everybody on their ground yeah. and 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 to me that's worthwhile during the daytime that's not worth my time during the daytime if I I'll ask if a rancher says hey dude come over here we'd like to we'd like to have you shoot some coyotes first thing I ask have you let anybody coyote hunt and then, and if they're like yeah and I'll kind of ask them they, they don't know any different they don't even oh, know yeah. what I'm going through in my brain and they'll be like yeah this and this and I'm like uh, well, yeah we'll come over but it's gonna be at night where's your dead pile at <laughs> and we'll freaking smoke yeah. them out done. <laughs> We'll, 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 don't we'll, mind we'll at midnight if you happen to hear something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which you won't because we're suppressed. <laughs> I've been wanting to say this in my uh, announcer voice since he's getting ready to talk about it, but time to talk about Killbox. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's the best. So that's and that's what it is. So we cycle through the daytime, and then and then man, the Killbox freaking hammers out. I mean that that is where the bodies are done. That's where that's where our body count just goes through the roof I mean, Who, we, whose we idea feel, was that who where did that come from? like what did you so man i i'll tell you what i've got video of this probably 15 years ago or 20 years ago with a little sony hd handycam it wasn't even hd sorry it was before hd even came out right out of college and we had a bull pasture and i was thinking about doing this i'm like dude i'm gonna this is comfortable as hell this is a little little kind of a it wasn't even really a round bale it was kind of like a haystack we had some haystacks and we we're just like i was kind of nestled in it i'm like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to record coyotes coming in here, and I'm going to freaking call it The Nest. I'm just, it's going to be the name of it, The Nest. I'm like, I started thinking, and I'm like, there's got to be a way more badass name than a nest. <laughs> and I was going to do a video on it, and then we, it was a place where we, where we had 
kind of a, a close to an area where we had just, you know, when, when ranchers have animals die, you have a bone pile, mm-hmm. you know, you, you pile them up somewhere and, and it's common sense, you know, you're going to get scavengers, you're going to get predators that are going to come in and gnaw and pick and eat and whatever. And it started from there. And then, um, once, once the thermal aspect came down, you know, I, I, I shot coyotes out of that. I mean, even here out of the house where I'm sitting right now, I remember my dad all through high school, through grade school, we'd have it say he'd set a dead calf out here and he would shoot him from the window. You know, it was probably a 250 yard shot and you know, I'd wake up at sunup to a boom, a 2250 <laughs> going off out the window. And, and, and that's, that's the whole concept. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's the same thing, but what changed the game is, is the thermal. That's, that's what turned what we did into the kill box because there's no hiding from it. You know, you're, you're there, you see everything that goes on, man. I mean, you see, you see the pecking order, you see the alphas, you see the bitches, you see, you see shit that goes down that you would never see during the day that you'd never see under lights. So break down a little bit what the kill box actually is for people if they don't. And then if nobody's watched it, they need to go watch watch it. Yeah. Not just one, but there's a lot of them, but it's uh, pretty damn cool. The, so what the kill box is, is uh kill box. It's, it's a kill box, dude. It's a box where shit goes to die. (laughs) And and it's, it's anybody can do it. Like, I don't know if you follow, there's a fella in Texas, his name's Anthony Amatine. He has a similar concept and he calls it killer's hide, which is, it's the same concept, Mm -hmm. but it's just, it's not the kill box. But what we do is it's, it's a really, once again, the word is a a really meticulous setup where it's in a spot the, the initial kill box is in a spot where it's, it's almost like a migratory type of route, man, for coyotes, where there's a river that's, a, that's, that's less than a mile away. And that river is, I mean, I, I said it on the video, it's, it's like a highway. When that river freezes up, it's, it's a highway, man. It's an easy, accessible route for an animal to travel. They don't have to walk through grass. They don't have to walk around trees. They don't have to walk through brush. You walk straight down a freaking road, straight down a road of ice. And, and then we have a big refuge to the west of us, 15 miles. I mean, you kill and you kill and you kill, and they just keep on filtering out and right on through. That's crazy. And so, so the, the kill box, what we did is we made, it's, they're, they're, it's, the, it's designed and built out of big round bales, 1,600-pound mm-hmm. round bales with the John Deere 569 round baler. And, I mean, not everybody's going to have access to stuff like this. And then we take a loader and we, we make it into a box, so that if there's any kind of wind that's abnormal, it kind of swirls before it actually comes up and out. And generally, uh, we don't go in if the wind's bad, but, you know, it helps. But then there's a there's a windmill there, and, and that's where that little bit of a nice little stiff breeze comes in because that windmill's, windmill's clanging away, pumping, mm-hmm. always making noise, always making noise to mask any kind of anything that we might do you know, screech a wire, uh, have hard, crunchy snow, anything. It helps mask that sound. And we've gotten pretty, pretty ballsy at starting to kind of place the kill box closer and closer and closer so that we can, you know, see almost when their eyes blink with thermals, where it's instead of being a hundred yards away, then it was 50. Now it's like 30. 
Jesus. Oh, wow. That's eventually, you kind of start, you know, you, there's a point of diminished returns. You're getting in there with two or three guys, and your, your whole mindset is, all right, we're going to count down and kill three at the same time, and we're there freezing our fingers, getting frostbite because the coyotes aren't lining up or one's not holding still. So you, you have to we're, – we're to the point now where – it's just, you know, it is what it is. If, if there's a shot there, we take it. But the, the, the kill box, is, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a skillfully designed area, man. And, and, and it's in a, 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 a geographic area, a geographic area where uh, it's abnormal for most places, you know. So it's just a force multiplier again with the numbers that are taken there. And what we've done this year and last year, primarily last year and this year, is we've, we've talk to local ranchers that have the accessibility too and we've made kill boxes for different winds like kill box one the video that we did that's that's for a predominant northwest wind most of the time when we go in there there's a northwest wind well guess what when the, the year after we killed like 60 coyotes out of that kill box in like a month jesus the, the next year the next year when we went in there we had a year where the wind was 90% of the nights out of the east, which is 100% the wrong way for that kill box. So we're like, well, let's go back to the drawing board. We, there's no sense for us to exert our energy to go in there because we're just going to, we'll get up over the bales. Well, they'll be gone because they'll smell us a freaking half a mile away. So we started designing kill box for different winds. We've got one set up for a northeast wind. We've got one set up for a south wind. We've got the original kill box set up for a, any kind of westerly wind. And then basically any kind of easterly winds. And we've got one kill box issue that's standing out, man. And we've killed, I bet we've killed probably close to 60 coyotes there too. That's and it's awesome. not even the original kill box. It's just a different one. It just and it's, blows me away how many coyotes there are. Yeah, Honestly, it's, do, it's, you have to take your hat off. Like, I, I, I don't like coyotes. I mean, I like them to kill them, right? But uh, you have to yeah, tip your hat yep. to freaking how... Resilient. How it's li- <laughs> honestly the coyote's the best predator in North America. It's the most successful. It lives pretty much everywhere, Absolutely. and it adapts to everything you throw at it. It's more successful than the wolf, the mountain lion, all of them. So you you kind of have to tip your hat, oh, but you, yeah. it's just oh, amazing yeah. how many oh, just keep yeah. coming. Yeah, I I have nothing but a hundred percent respect for the resilience of that species. I mean. You guys hate them. I've talked to guys, dude, that I would, I shouldn't even say this, but they will shoot them in places just to make them suffer. And I'm going, yeah. dude, man, I'm, that's, I, I don't, I, I won't show any kind of, that, I won't show, that, that's to me, you know, I'm that's not going to be some kind of freaking yeah. touchy feely kind of guy, but man, they're, they're, they're an animal. They just, they, they, they deserve respect and they deserve even more respect than we give them because of how resilient right. they are the, the the shit that they go through the shit that we put them through and for them still to thrive is amazing it really Absolutely. is yeah. I, I get to the point dude and, and and my guys laugh at me i get to the point where i start feeling bad you know i mean we're we're we're, we're going into these ranches where they're calving and it's in it's april or, or late march and you're shooting these bitch coyotes that come in and they're they're full of pups mm-hmm and I'm like, that's everything that I'm against. You know, we're, we're dishing out abortion pills in the yeah, fucking yeah. in a 50 grain V max. You know, I'm like, what, what, I'm, what, where, where do, where do you stop? But here's the thing. We're selective about it where we're going into these places and we're killing the coyotes that are, that are distinctly coming in to these calving lots where if this rancher called the state, they're going to fly over with a plane and murder every damn coyote in the whole section. Right. You know, so, so in a way, 
in a way we're we're probably doing more good for that animal, especially we're doing a hell of a lot more good for our chances next year to go back during the day and pull some good pup footage, you know, Yeah. Uh, which you can look at like kind of a morbid infatuation, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, you, there's all, man, it's, I don't know. There, there's a lot of, there's, there's so much stuff to talk about regarding that. It's, it's, it's crazy, but you know, my, my main thing is I don't want guys to get pissed at me for saying that about contests. I don't care about contests. <laughs> <laughs> To me, I don't I don't give a shit. I just think it's you know I, I'm I'm over it. I, it. Kids, yes. Competitions that are legit, yes. But you know damn well, dude. Ninety percent of those, and I and it's not because I'm not good at it. We had Les Johnson here, freaking killer of freaking all mankind. The, the most, you know, he he talked legit, dude. That was back in the days. That was back in the days when those guys they were legit killers and i'm not right. saying anything against you i don't even know who does it now but it's a different world man it's a i bet it is world. and 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 you can't cave to i i shouldn't even be like that because the minute you start getting you know polarized that gives an opportunity for the other side to come in and try to do away with them which i i never want to see right you know, right, ever. right. But for I me, mean, for what so, you're doing what your guys' goals are tournaments don't fit i mean they, they don't because you're going after quality yes you go after quantity as well but you're going after the quality calls, the quality footage. And I meant to ask you earlier, you said you go like for a long sit in the afternoon. What's a, what's a long sit for you guys? Probably 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's another really, That's, really good hunter, uh, a professional coyote hunter and from our state that he said, I'll, I'll sit for an hour. Yeah. I mean, if he yeah. knows coyotes well, are there. If he knows they're there, he's like, I'll get him to come in. You know. Yeah, we've 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 sat. I when I was I did a lot of solo filming early on, and I would sit there for for an hour by myself. I mean, now with with the advancement of the sport in the areas that we're hunting, if we don't get something to commit, we don't get anything to answer, we don't get anything, we don't see anything visually within forty five minutes. You know, I'm thinking either there's nothing there or what is there. Sure as hell ain't going to come in while we're going to be there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I I, I and honestly. When we're talking about kids and you, you have that one out in your area, that uh, tournament, I mean, on, coyote hunting is a great way to get kids into hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, because, oh, hell yeah. Like, I take my son's deer hunting, and that's awesome. But deer hunting, you're sitting there for five, six hours. In you one gotta, spot. You got to stay still. It can get boring. Coyote hunting, you go in, you sit for 30 minutes, let's say. You might see something pretty quick. It's exciting a lot of times. They don't necessarily have to be perfectly still you know, the entire time, and they still get to be out uh, experiencing hunting. Yep. You know, it's really a really cool way to get a kid into into hunting if they haven't started it yet. But um, Oh, yeah, and then and then the contest deal with a kid is awesome, too, because you get there, you know, you might get a cool door prize. You might, you might even win, and then you get a free gun or something mm-hmm. with them, and they'll always remember that. Like I said, I do. The, 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 the main problem that I have is we just have so damn many ranchers that get a hold of us, and it's after the fact – Right, they, they've led every Yahoo on that's got a coyote calling contest, freaking <laughs> Calcutta, you know. Right. And then, and then it's, hey, buddy, you know, I would love to help you, but uh, they probably did their job at making everything pretty damn smart. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next question I have, which also comes from Russell, um, and this is a big like everybody talks about calibers, like six creeds, yep. you know, gotcha. all this stuff, and. From watching your stuff, and I don't know this for a fact, but you guys are pretty big twenty two two fifty guys. Am I wrong? Yep. Okay. Exactly. Um, 
what do you love about that caliber, which Russell's a huge fan of too? Is it would you still choose like a twenty two two fifty, let's say three hundred plus? When like when do you, I guess, switch it to something else, or do you do you not? Because um, everybody, you know, the big the big hot round now or the hot caliber now is six millimeter Creedmoor. Would you agree? Yep. Like everybody wants, can't even find one. <laughs> and uh, yep. what what do you love about the twenty two two fifty that you know you guys keep running? It seems like a lot of those hydrostatic shock, um, inherently accurate. Your ballistics from zero to four hundred are easily printed on paper. It's just a, a, a well-rounded cartridge that's been freaking versatile throughout the years, and there's no reason to adjust anything that it's capable of, man. I mean, you, you, we design all of our – so, for example, our rifles that we design have eight twists barrels. Mm-hmm. With that twist rate, that allows us the option to run anything from 70-grain pills all the way down to 50 and you might you might only go you know that's only 20 25 grains of difference but man there's a lot of difference in ballistics once you start getting out there yep. so for, for 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 what we do a 400 yard shot on film is it's a long ass ways we i could we could do we've got multiple 400 yard shots dude and i could zoom out and tell guys it was a half a mile and you wouldn't know any different <laughs> right no right. way now ballistically the 22 to 50 with a hundred yard zero, we we everything that we have is a hundred yard zero. Not just our two fifties, two sixties, six point five PRC, three hundred normal. Everything that we have is is zeroed at a hundred. Just because for me, it's easier to 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 run my ballistics that way when we're shooting however far we want to go. Mm-hmm. With the twenty two two fifty, hundred yard zero, two hundred yards you're still holding on. Three hundred yards, the yards you might have to hold an inch high, two inches. And I don't when I say high, I don't mean high over the back. I mean high over vitals. So if you're aiming at the heart or the front shoulder, you just give a couple inches more. And it's not a max point blank range, but um, you know it, it's 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 pretty it's pretty easy. 400 yards with a 50 grain Vmax with an MOA optic with an MOA hash. If you're running a first focal plane like we are, mm-hmm. you're at roughly four minutes hold. With a mil setup, you're like 1.4, 1.6 mils yep. 400 with that same ballist with that same projectile and the same velocity. So usually for us at 400 yards, that coyote isn't really, if we're going to take that shot, it's probably going to be a made shot because it's not bragging. It's just we have the rifles that are capable of it, and we reload everything, and more than likely that animal's going to be stationary in one way, shape, or form, whether he's bedded down or he's sitting on his ass and he's not committed, he's not going to come in. That 22-250, man, it's just, to me, uh, it's, it delivers what we want to on video. It, it gives you that extra velocity, you know, 50 grain round going mid 3000s. If you really want to push it even faster, um, you know, upper 3000s, even further if you really want to do it. Yeah. But it, it delivers initial hydrostatic shock, dude. It liquefies tissue and it re- it just shocks the nervous system. And that's, you see a lot of those coyotes, they just, their whole body seizes up. Mm-hmm. It just seizes up and they, they're dead. You know, they're, they're, they're put to sleep and they don't even know what happened. They're blacked out, done. And that's, that's what our goal is to not try to nitpick or, or put anybody up against anybody else. But when you show an animal being incapacitated in that fashion, I I personally think it's really professional. And, and, and and I'm not against the complete vital shot where, you know, you get something like a six Creed that shoots a little bit heavier projectile, maybe a one Oh five or one Oh eight or something, or one fifteen even, 
and it, and it, and it hits hard, but it may not frange out or, or hit that initial hydrostatic shock like a 250 does, penetrates through, and maybe that coyote will bite and run off. And I'm not saying that a six creed will do that. We we ran a six creed for just because we worked with Gunworks and they they didn't get us our 250 on time, so we ran a six creed for a little bit for about a month. And primarily, uh, we have a lot more. Put it this way: anytime you introduce a faster bullet with a larger diameter, you're going to have what you're going to have more fur damage. And mm-hmm. for up here where we are, with this year being an exception, you, you we we like to. We like to kill and and be able to to utilize what that animal has to offer after we kill it, which right. is their fur here. Really, and shouldn't ask that question. Having, <laughs> yeah. No. So so I mean, and, and and I mean, granted, you guys are down south. You're different. You're different than us. We have maybe a thicker hide up here. You know, maybe more, more fur. Pretty, and I'm not downplaying anything. A, a more a more valued pelt. Oh, our, valued our furs fur. aren't worth shit down here. Uh, maybe a lot of times, 10, 15, exactly. Yeah. 10, so, 15 bucks, so, maybe. I mean. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to put anybody against anybody regarding calibers. The 2250. That's ultimately why we, why we use it, man. Yeah. I no. Mean, the reason we said it, that is because we all just literally ordered rifles, and none of us ended up picking that. <laughs> but uh, well, okay. The thing is, is you 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 you're 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 not going to go wrong with a six creed by any means. I mean, you're thumping. You have a lot of foot pounds of energy that you're going to be delivering. Right. Right. Uh, it, it just seems like that 250 man. It just smokes them. Okay, so I'm going to take it a step further. What's your second caliber of choice? If you, if I took every um, two, two, 22 250 you owned and took them from you and said you can't have these anymore, you have to use something else, what would you pick? Two, a 223 for the fur. Yes. I mean, I've got, I've ran a Swift. My dad had a Swift. Uh, and then we ran the 22 Creed. That's an awesome round. But man, I, I wouldn't. The, the 22 Creed's a wicked cartridge, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to run that thing. I'm running 80 and a half grain full bores with like 42 grains of 4350, and that that's a half a mile round. You know yeah. that 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 round is designed for 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 longer shots or even deer. You know, right. which I'm not saying you can't use it anything for coyote, but uh, and, and you have to take into consideration my application, right? I'm not I'm not a PRS guy. I'm not trying to break right, about shooting right. coyotes X amount. We we could if we wanted to. We could easily easily if we wanted to. The, 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 we have the skill set. We have the know how. We have the equipment by all means to do it. But that's not what I want to show on video. Right. right. Um, and and with that being said, with what we do, that little 223 with the right bullet selection, man. <coughs> shot placement's key. I mean, uh, shot placement is 100% key. If you hit them in the right spot, it's it's going to be a lock them up, tip them over, smiley, Don, dude. I feel yeah. much better about asking the second follow-up question because <laughs> that is what that's the gun I just ordered is a, a 223. So uh, um, I feel better at least. It's at least just your second choice. <laughs> yeah, it's a good gun. It's a good one, dude. Especially for fur. We I use that a lot. I use that a lot at night for one year. One year and kill and never had any runners do just. Well, yeah. granted, we're shooting fifty to hundred yards. I was gonna uh, on the 223. Do you st- <coughs> you shoot a lot of Vmax? Correct. Yeah. So uh, we like, we do we we. 55 yeah. grain VMAX, or do you have a preference on the 223? I like the 50s because they got okay. that recess. They got the bow tail. Okay. Yep. And it's, it's, uh, I'm actually working on a video right now that's opened up on my computer that's reloading for, yeah, I'm, I'm reloading. It's, it's going to be showing at the 2250, and I'll have it up probably tomorrow night on YouTube. And nice. it's, it's not just because it's easier to see because of that recess, that bow tail. It's, 
I I just like that little pill and it and it I'm not we we don't work with Hornady all but man right. it's a, just a, once again inherently accurate you can almost dump any kind of powder charge seat that bullet and it'll shoot man yeah that's it made me think like why that over like the uh, oh shit what's the other popular the Blitzkrieg or yeah Sierra uh, Sierra's you know the Blitzkrieg or whatnot just you know being guys that are just you know, I mean, Russell does reload, but mm. none of us currently do. It's pretty much Russell that does it we for us. We need to. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's that's where I've, I've been at on my 223 of 55-grain VMAX, and I'm always curious if I, sh- you know, once I kind of run out, if I should switch to another another one. Um, you know, I don't know that if my rifle likes you- it, I guess just keep running it, but um, just curious. If you can get an ample supply of them, yeah, I would. I mean... Right. That's it's just something that it's hard to do, man. That's a tough one to do to test all the bullets. Uh, you you know how hard that would be. We're there's a lot of guys that they're they're it's a Ford Chevy Dodge argument with bullet selection. <laughs> we've ran yep. we've ran we've I've ran Sierra sixty nine SMKs and killed coyotes with them. Every Hornady probably up to the you know seventy fives, the sixties, the fifty threes, the fifties, the forties. And then even uh, we worked with a company called Cutting Edge Bullets to make a monolithic round, a machine, a Swiss CNC machine, monolithic bullet that hit hard. That was a really good bullet. Uh, they're just really hard to reload for. You mm-hmm. got to know what you're doing. You got to mess with a lot of stuff, seating depth and neck tension to get them to shoot the way you want them to, which is kind of why we went away. Just just a little bit too long in the reloading room and each too long for each gun to try to get fine-tuned. But... Uh, you know the 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 V Maxes the guys are like they're violent. They are they're violent, man. They, but but any bullet can be violent if you hit them in a certain spot. Uh, it's it's hard to argue with numbers. You know if we killed <coughs> excuse me 150 coyotes a year, just saying, and and most of them are filmed, mm-hmm. and 95 percent of them are lock up, tip over with minimal fur damage. And they're all shot with a 50 grain Vmax. How 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 hard are you going to argue against that? Right. You know, not I mean, hard. You, yeah. you have to sh- you you have to shoot. And and I don't care. I'm not saying that just because. I'm not. I'm just saying. You hear. You read it on online. One guy will he'll buy a box of Superformance and blow a coyote up, and he'll be complaining about it. I'm like, dude, do that on a couple hundred coyotes a year, then test your results, and then factor in how shitty of a shot you are and you know, <laughs> where you're hitting them. And, and granted, you know, I'm not, I'm not downplaying anything, but it's, it's a lot of times, dude, at night we're shooting them right in the forehead. Now 50 yards, headshots, and that's no for damage. Yeah. Right. Perfect. That's badass. Okay. I got one more question, and then we'll um, wrap a bow on this. I guess, you know, any other questions we have on night hunting? Anything else, dude. Anything else. Man. But I do have a funny-ass question <laughs> that I, I uh, <laughs> hope you get. But why the hell you all always putting John on the shotgun? <laughs> it seems like he never yeah, gets yeah. to play with the long guns at all. He's always down below a hill with a shotgun. John's the freaking dude. We make so much fun of John. So he's he's uh if they were here, he, it's funny. You'll have to let him listen to this. He's John's a good dude. He's my little brother, but he's yeah. one of those guys that he knows everything. Just ask him. So we make him do shit that we're not gonna do. Yeah, the the shotgun is the the shotgun is that's the place to be, man. The shotgun's fun early season. I I would do it, but I am so particular about filming. I'm so damn stingy on 
when when you have and I don't want to say I have a knife for editing, but if I, if I want to put a video together in a certain way, I kind of want to capture the kill shot in a certain way. I kind of want to capture the cinematography, the whole set in a certain way. And that's why I'm so leery of letting my other guys do it, run mm-hmm. the camera. In the beginning, I was all about pulling the trigger and wanting to be the guy on the camera. I'm I'm over that. You know, that's that's I, I, I want to show my work, not me. I'm, yeah. I'm all about I, I, I'm all about showing what we're capable of as a team, the work that we put in, not a talking head. I'm all about giving guys insight. I'm all about giving guys and helping them with information as much as I possibly can without even being seen, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. Without even being seen. Uh, I thought of that question. This The last show I watched of your guys is when John was down below you guys with the shotgun and he's like, he, he even texted, uh, I can't remember if it was you or, uh, I can't remember who he texted <laughs> and he was like pointing and finally, I think somehow he got a hold of. He's like, "There's another coyote." Right yeah, there. yeah dude. <laughs> that was the triple. That was the first triple that we got this year. Exactly. Yeah, there was another coyote right down there, and that was one of those early seasons where we're 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 crossing our fingers that we get a you know a triple or a double shotgun kill. Right. You know, and he he likes it. He likes the shotgun. But usually, generally, it's we've got two long gunners. He's on the long gun and Keith's on the long gun. Unless we get into really tight quarters, and we'll transition to the shotgun for possibly pretty cool up close in your face stuff. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, um, I mean, what else? Do you guys have any new questions as far as like the night hunting versus day hunting setups? And- do you change your calling sequences? I mean, at all yeah. from day to night? Yeah, we do a lot. Um, obviously, the early season, I'm more. It goes back with that cycle, that sequence of stuff where mm-hmm. we'll hit all of our first areas up with the daytime, and I will play sounds, primarily distress, you know, like prey, right? And and try to pull all those virgin ears, those coyotes that don't know any better. Mm-hmm. And then once we make the transition to the nighttime game, where where we we do call at night, um, and and basically kill the ones that may be educated or a little bit smarter, we mm-hmm. fool them, and then the ones that we don't or the kill box coyotes where we kill them one way or the other. Right. And then usually about that time, like now we got breeding season going on, we'll completely transition our sequence of sounds to more, more, more vocals and stuff yeah. like that, you know? Right. I mean, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. It's kind of similar to what we <clears throat> do a little bit. We think about that a lot. Like, should we do it differently at night compared to during the day? And shit, even during the day, the last couple of weeks, I've been it, like, I don't know what to freaking it, use at this point. It's been point. rough for us the last few, it's, it's, few times. Dude, it's, it's, and there's, there's, there's honestly, guys, like Chris said on my podcast, the minute that you think you know everything, you know nothing. <laughs> You're, we're, at, 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 the, at the most we will ever be in this life is learners of that animal. Yep. We will we'll be students of the game for as long as we live because those animals will be here so much longer than our species will. It's amazing. And that's how, they've, that's how they are. You will never know. Anybody that thinks they know how to do it to is and thinks they're actually a legit professional at it is blowing smoke, dude, because it's just <laughs> it's it's not true. And I mean, I, I I do it. I've said it in a video where so many guys want to hear the sounds we play. I have went into one set and and we've killed a a, a double or a triple <clears throat> and then I go to the next set and I'm just scratching my head going, Man, this is a different area. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start with this instead of that. Mm-hmm. And called in a double or a triple and killed them all. And, yeah. and and I guarantee you it's not because I knew that. 
Yeah. It's because I was lucky. The coyote, first of all, you got to be lucky that the coyotes are there. Second of all, you got to be lucky that the coyotes are not educated. Right. Mm-hmm. Third of all, you third of third you got to make sure that the guy kills them all. But yeah, I mean, it's at, at nighttime if you educate them at night, I'll say this, if you edu- educate them at night, you can kiss their ass goodbye because you ain't going to call them back in again. Right. Wow. You yeah. know, if if you if you if you educate them underneath their realm where they're most comfortable, you're screwed, dude. You 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 you're gonna have to use you're gonna either have to use a plane, you're gonna have to use a snare or a trap, or you're gonna have to have some kind of a kill box set up and fool them that way. Makes sense. Because up, you know, it's just it's just and that's what's happening, dude. You're seeing it. That's what's happening. Yeah, guys, guys, it'll get worse and worse and worse. And then there's nothing against anybody, just like contests. Nothing against it. It's going to happen. It's like the electronic call game. Guys blame Fox Pro for ruining the game because there's so many guys that may not know how to use certain sequences at certain mm-hmm. times. I just told you there's no rhyme or reason. To a certain extent, there is. You know, you use a certain fishing lure at a certain right. depth at a certain time of the year if you want to catch the fish. You, you, you know, there's a concept to it, but you can't tell everybody how to do it. Because then it won't work anymore. Well, and let me take that back. I don't mean it that way. You, 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 you can you can tell everybody what you think is right, and 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 only half of them will listen. Right. You know, and, 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 and then the other half that may listen, are they still going to be capable of what you're going to do behind your rifle? Right, right. You know, you're, you're going to have educated coyotes one way, shape, or form, and what's going to happen is going to be a cycle. Yeah. You're going to have a lot of, edu- you're gonna have a lot of educated coyotes that aren't worth anything, and the sport will probably slow down a little bit, and guys like us will continue. Right. And, 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 and we'll, we'll, we'll do, try to do cool videos and try to amp guys up to keep them rolling in the sport. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, I might be. But uh, I hope I am because I want more guys in the sport. Yeah, yeah, dude. We talked to a guy last weekend, or maybe the weekend before, and we had a shit day, and so did he. And I think he was like on one of his last sets, and he's like, "You know what? I just said screw it, and I I did an elk bugle, and damned if a freaking <laughs> yeah. coyote didn't yeah. come in." <laughs> dude, he was like, "It was just it different." <laughs> you that's know? exactly right. I mean, like today, listen to this one. We're we're it's it's sub zero. It's 10 below with the wind chill. We have fingerless gloves on, being stupid. We walk probably a half mile into this set. We bust a coyote out walking in. And I'm like, dude, this, this, there's, that, that's bad luck. You know, that's right. just bad luck. There was a coyote right down in front of us that should have been dead to rights if he would have been sleeping anywhere else than where he was. We get down, and I'm like, well, we're, we're after the dominant pair here. We're not after that scabby little sucker. He was kind of manged out. I walk the call down 100 yards in front of us. I do our thing, rip off the house, see if we can get anything to go hot, go through a series of costs, a series of sounds, and I'm usually right now at the end of this this time of the year, I'll rip off like a like a uh, interrogation howl just just to try to interrogate something so I can at least know if there's something there or if there's not. And usually it works. Usually something will rip off back at you and let you know, hey man, we're over here, you're too far away. Or, you know, we're right here, but we're not coming any closer, anything. So that's kind of what I try to do, just so I have an idea, maybe even for next year, if we're not going to hit this up, that there's probably a den going to be close. Well, so I rip off this interrogation howl, and <laughs> this freaking sound is just ripping, because I'm, I'm, I don't care. I have it pegged out, the volume pegged out. And halfway through the sequence, there's a, there's a howl that doesn't belong on that, on that sequence. There's a howl that doesn't belong <laughs> on that sound. And I'm... I look over at Keith, I go, dude, that's not my call. And he looked up at me like I was joking. And I'm like, you could easily tell it wasn't on my call. So I hit, but I was playing it so loud. 
I hit mute, and that son of a bitch is still ripping off right below. <laughs> it's 10 yards from the call. That's insane. 10 yards from the call. This coyote came in underneath four sets of eyes, Keith looking his way, my looking this way. No idea how in the holy hell this coyote got to where he did in front of us. And he's right down below us howling, pissing all over the ground and scraping. And then I'm like, dude, don't shoot him. It's too easy. He's only 100 yards away. Let's get some too audio. So I crank too my, easy. My, it's too my easy. <laughs> I, I crank my mics up to get some audio, and I hit that interrogation howl again. That son of a bitch sits on his ass and starts freaking ripping right back at the call. So I pause the mute the call and let him do his thing and start ripping off again. Just growling and ripping and pawing, right? Just scraping right in front of it. That's awesome. I mean, the, the, that I didn't try to do that. That was a dick up on my part. If I would have seen that animal come in, if I would have seen him from the first point of entry to where he sat down, that coyote would have been dead before he could have ever had a chance to show us anything that he did. Right. So that just goes to show you right there, man, we're all students. Oh, for sure. I mean, that, 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 how cool is that? I almost told Keith to let him go, but he was mangy. He had he had that neck lice. He was going to be yeah. probably worse off if we let him go. But I mean, that that just goes to show you that we're all students, fellas. I mean, you you, you see stuff that most guys don't. That's the beauty of what we do. It's yeah. so awesome. And then to bring a camera and record it and let guys relive it and show them maybe not even the kill shots, just the experience. That's that's what we got to keep going. That's what we got to keep pushing forward. And you know. Because there's there's too many guys that don't understand why we do what we do, and they need to yeah. they need to let us be, man. Is what they need to do. Well, and that's Absolutely. exactly why we decided to to kind of do this little mini series or whatever. We're gonna talk with Chris next week with the night crew about Hell you know yeah. night hunting with with lights, and because uh, we can do it here in Missouri for two months, and um, yeah, dude, you know, like just ways that people can get into it in this way, you know, because like you said, there's a lot of guys that have guys and gals that have full-time jobs during the day, maybe they're busy in the weekends yep. and they can't hunt during the day. This might be a way for them to, you know, try it out for two weeks or two months, at least in Missouri. Um, Kansas, I know you can do it year round, correct? I believe so. Yeah. So there's other States around yeah, I us, think they, you know, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys got, yeah, what else you got? Nope. Dude, James, appreciate how much time you spent with us. Um, absolutely guys anytime any 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 time at all i i love doing this stuff i mean anything that i can do to help support you guys in your cause it's it's all about sticking together and and you know it's 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 that's the the time man this is the way of the world we it's guys like us that need to that need to stick together because the people that don't understand our way of life are the ones that are going to be eating each other when shit hits the fan you (laughs) know Yep. yep. Um, That's how it goes. And hey, real quick, too, yeah. man, if you guys post this up pretty soon, uh, you guys know who Randy Anderson is, right? Oh, uh, yes. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Randy Anderson, he's going to be coming in to our place into the studio. He's only actually a couple hours away from me. Oh, nice. On the 5th of March at 1 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Central, I'm going to have him in and, and uh, freaking hammer him couple hours sit down record it That's post it up legit. so if you, yeah, dude. If, yeah. if you guys have any questions or anything that you know anything that you guys are interested in i'm trying to put a bullet list together just to kind of pick his brain and all sorts of stuff no doubt awesome. you, man. We appreciate that's that. awesome uh before yeah before we hump off though for our listeners that what that, what no continue Go ahead. <laughs> andy's looking at me weird uh before we hop off what um any of our listeners that don't know how to consume you guys yet, um, why don't you give them 
your guys' contact info, how they can check you guys out on, on YouTube and, and your uh, social media stuff and all that. That was a really weird Heck way yeah, to say man, that. I appreciate it. Sorry. So YouTube, you, you, what's that? Oh, Nothing. Mike, I was Mike is like, that was a really weird way to say it. <laughs> we're, Consume oh, you. Oh, we're uh, talking shit on so, Yeah. But go ahead, man. Sorry. On, on YouTube, it's O'Neill Ops, all capitals, no spaces, O-N-E-I-L-L-O-P-S. On Instagram, it's the same thing, but it's just lowercase, O-N-E-I-L-L-O-P-S. And on Facebook... It's 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 <laughs> O apostrophe N E I L L O P S, and then if you guys you guys can get a hold of us through my website, it's just O'Neillops dot com. If you Google it, you know one something will pop up a, a YouTube video or a picture or something. So we appreciate any support, any followers. Uh, I try to get I try to answer as many questions as I can. Unfortunately, it's kind of tough when you're doing it all. Right, oh, a lot absolutely. of it yourself, but uh, maybe someday that'll change where we can help more. But yeah, that's I appreciate the plug, guys. I do. That's awesome. Yeah, man, we really, uh, like I said, really appreciate you coming on. It's uh, we've really enjoyed it. Yep. Um, could probably do this for another three hours, honestly. <laughs> but yeah. um, uh, easy, dude. Easy. Yeah. If you guys have anything and you want to do another round two or something like that, you just let me know. You got my number. Hey, Deal. Ca- careful what you uh, ask for. That, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah, anytime. It don't. It, it, it's it's no big deal, man. Andy will go straight any... stalker mode. Is what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Good, dude. That's awesome. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you. Likewise. I wish I had about fifty grand that I could go get completely set up with top of the line yeah here you go (laughs) send me everything i need so we can go murder some dogs at night coyotes at night (laughs) (laughs) specify yeah never should have (laughs) shitter but no dude james is a good guy we really appreciate him coming on we actually picked his we probably stopped recording a little early yeah because after we got off, off recording with him we talk for another probably half hour that's always the case you can always have you we almost could have a podcast before the show and during the show and after the show but there's always good information yeah, yeah it was a a lot of information a lot of good information especially on the thermal side of it's what i i learned is they were kind of forced to use thermals that was their only night option that was really yeah. their option in south dakota which is surprising yeah to be i mean but you know us just coming from we literally just started last year being so we able couldn't to use do anything it. couldn't use nothing except for natural moonlight or whatever right. you want to call it but yeah you know so but that, i always thought that those states out there you could use anything almost you know that's how i pictured it in my mind so that kind of you know yeah it's like the west like you know they especially like the dakotas and wyoming yeah. and shit they they tend to leave their citizens alone with regulations but Guess not, but that not. that one comes. So, pretty awesome. He got some stuff changed, and he was involved in it. Yeah, and he's still working on stuff. So yeah, yeah, good for him. So. Awesome, awesome. We thank him for coming on. Check out O'Neill Ops, by the way, if you want to watch some freaking coyotes die. Yeah, yeah, go check out their YouTube. Listen to their podcast. Lots of awesome information there. Just good all around dudes. Yep, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, so. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. (laughs) I was trying to get out of it. Mike is ready to go home. I am. Mike is doing the intro now, but but we we have to get the dad joke in still. So I don't know like where you're at. If you say that one that you texted us the other night, I'm gonna smack you. Which one was that? The ting or whatever. Oh my gosh. But seriously, before I get to that, so I kept asking, 
I asked my dad, I said, he texted me, IDK. I said, Dad, what does IDK mean? He says, I don't know. I said, damn, nobody does. <laughs> Shit, that was worse than the one he texted us. That was. That was really you might bad. as well just say the one you texted the us The one now. I texted you? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I used to be pretty, you know, in a pretty big band. Played the triangle for him. I got fired, though. What yeah. happened? There's always one ting after another. Yeah, that's better than the freaking first one you just told us. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Hey, reply to our Facebook and Instagram post on which dad joke Andy just told us that you think's better. I, I go with the second one. That was better than the first one. I thought, I thought they were both quality. IDK. You I, know, I, you're just, I hate to say it, but you've just been gradually going downhill for a while now. Well, you, because you never let me roll them in. Nate's like, oh, what's the dad joke? Well, what is it? That is true. I'll give you that. You I can't mean, put he on the spot. You got to let go. You throw him under you the bus ha- every you, time. Because you had him so high, the the anticipation you had been putting on the dad jokes had been up here. You can't just let me roll into it. I, when we get I laughed. I literally, on our freaking show, laughed my ass off multiple times at your dad jokes. And now it's they're just. It's fault for thinking they're funny. Now they're just straight shit. And I really hope that you mm-hmm. bring it next week. Okay. Because the show we have next week is already going to bring it itself. Right? Do you agree? It's going to be a good one. I hope so. They're all good ones. Just bring in that dad joke. We're really going to try not to make it shitty for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Really don't want to disappoint you boys. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Later, boys. See ya.